great golf right now. Arguably some of the best golf in his career. Uh, so his form is impeccable. He has won on this golf course before. Now it was a while ago. It was a few. It was it was a while back at Hamilton, but he's got he's got good vibes here. He's one of the more accurate drivers of the golf ball, uh, and this is not going to be an overly long course that will overwhelm Jim Furyk. And so I love him at fourteen six. I think it's a good value as well with winning upside given the form. I mean he's been really competing lately. So uh, liking Jim Furyk, Pat. Who do you got? And I'm going to come back with a low-owned play, low-owned and low-priced play of the week. What you got, man? What's up, golf addicts? Pat Perry here uh, with the Sherpa Show, Canadian Open. Hey, pretty excited about this one. Not really, uh, but you know we do have a decent field um, and a new course this week, Hamilton. Golf and Country Club over somewhere in uh, Ontario, Canada. It'll be a good week. Um, I guess I'll start with David's picks. Yeah, they're good. I mean, Jim Furyk, Old Man Furyk, and Webb Simpson. Um, pretty, pretty good calls right there. I mean, they're out there. I mean, it's really going against the grain, but I think I think David may have uh, pegged some good ones there. So I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to be uh, with him on those guys. I'm going to talk about my picks, though, and I'm going to start with the fade of the week, and that's going to be Dustin Johnson. Yeah, DJ. Um, here's the thing. You just can't really get a good team with DJ. I mean, he's $18,800 on Fantasy Draft. That's just, he's just, I don't want to pay up for him this week. I can't get anybody else in my lineup when I, when I, when I put him, try to put him in there. I don't like it. Look, I mean, he checks all the boxes. I, I understand. I understand. DJ's going to, you know, off the tee, ball striking, everything else. He's, you know, what I will say, though, he's not really accurate this year. He's like 95th in the field when it comes to driving accuracy, so not a big fan of that. So I'm not going to play DJ this week, just not going to pay up for him, and he will be the fade of the week. The bone play is going to be Henrik Stenson, a guy I've been on lately. You know, he's just... He's just getting gradually better and better and better. This is I love the shorter courses for him. He can hit, hit that three wood off the tee. Just I think I just spit into the camera. There you go. Little bonus coverage. Um, but he hits that three wood in the fairway. You've got to hit fairways and greens here. This is a ball striker's course, and he's checking the box in ball striking. He's fifth in the field in ball striking. He's number one in the field in strokes gained approach. That works well here on these small greens where you've got to hit them in the right spots. You cannot miss the greens around here because it can be tough. And if you do miss the greens, you got to be a good scrambler. Yeah, Stenson's decent there. And you know what, though? I mean, the guy's just, I love how he's playing lately. So I think Henrik Stenson is going to be a great play at 15-3 on Fantasy Draft this week. I had to look down at that because I was like, 15-3? Is it really 15-3? That seemed a little cheap for me. So, I like it. He's, he's a value play as well. Now, speaking of value, I'm getting really cheap for you down here in the value range, and that is going to be Nate Lashley at 11-2. You just can't get any cheaper than that, really, for a guy who is in good form He's made 9 of 11 cuts this year on tour. That's pretty good for a guy that cheap. 
Also checking boxes, and he's 35th off the in the field in ball striking. He's 14th in strokes gained approach. So the guy's playing extremely well, and to get him that cheap, I'll take it any day of the week. So there you go. Nate Lashley is going to be the flyer play this week. That's all I got. I think, David, if you got anything else, I guess just give it to us for the RBC Canadian Open. As you can tell, I might be ready for the U.S. Open at Pebble Beach. Boom. Cannot wait. Nice. Uh, I'm pretty much in agreement with all those picks, Pat. For once, total agreement here. I'm going to go with Nick Watney at $13,000 as a low-owned flyer play. Good ball striker, good value in terms of a cut maker here down at the bottom that can round out your lineups. And, I, you know, with so many different guys down here that don't really separate themselves, I don't really see his ownership being... How you doing, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the Yahoo Show. Show. Yahoo Show. Yahoo Program. Yahoo. Whatever it is. Over here on Roto Grinders, I'm Grant Nieper, and we're going to be breaking down today's slate over on Yahoo. If you haven't Yahoo, making bad life choices. Sign up using the promo code, whatever Devin drops in the chat, because I always forget. I think it's Grinders, but it might be Grinders 30s. There's a lot of them out there, and I get very confused. And any case, sign up for it. They have a no-rate competition that I believe is not actually full yet. So get in there. Don't pay any rake. That's always good. Plus, they got plenty of big tournaments, cash games, everything you want to play. So get on over there and get signed up. I am joined by the Bobby Five, the one and only, I believe. I don't know. There might be another Bobby Five. I believe there's another Bobby Five in your family, but I don't know. How you doing there, Bobby? I'm doing pretty good. I don't know if they, they don't, nobody else they call Bobby Five, but like, yes, anybody else who could be. I'm doing good. Just trying to figure out the weather and what we're going to, how we're going to approach the, the rest of this slate, knowing what we know now. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right, excited to be doing a show with you and ready to get into it because this is going to be kind of an interesting slate. Yeah, it's real interesting. And it's really interesting on Yahoo, as it is every single day. We're going to be building some lineups to let you know exactly what to do here. And I'm ready to break this down. Are you? Let's do it. All right, first, let's start off on pitcher over on Yahoo. Before we get up to the aces that are very obvious, uh, is there any value over on Yahoo that you're seeing here? I know that like 
Carrasco's not on the slate anymore. I don't have any interest in using Clifford because it's not going to go long enough in the game. It's going to be a bullpen game. Sandy is one of the cheaper options here, but the guy I'm really looking at, or the two guys rather in the cheap range, are Thornton and Gaussman for me, assuming that the weather is all right in Atlanta. I think that maybe, but Gaussman got blown up his last start there, but he's a much better pitcher than people believe. Reverse splitsy going up against Pittsburgh. That's a very good thing. He has great K numbers versus lefties here. I'm looking at Gaussman a lot, and I'm looking at Thornton a lot as just strictly high upside guys here. What do you think of him? Yeah, I agree that they're they're. Uh, I like both those guys for upside for sure. Um, I think I mean Jimmy Nelson's really cheap over here. He's a little bit getting a little more love across the industry than I than I, I sort of feel for him. But over on Yahoo, I I mean he's he's his price is a little bit. It's more significantly cheap and you could take a weird shot on a, on a really long shot, Tyler VD at minimum price, but I probably wouldn't do it. The real guy who I will have the most exposure to in this lower tier will be Gaussman will be number two, but you uh, Darvish is my number one. I don't really have anybody else in the same ballpark with him in terms of expected. He's going to be my highest owned pitcher on all sites, except for FanDuel probably. And even there I'll have exposure to him. Uh, I think with the wind blowing in, I'm still not afraid of this Rockies offense on the road. You've got a decent pitcher's umpire, one of the few on the day, six and a half K prop, which is ahead of anyone else who's in this price tier. Uh, he's the guy for me. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't mind that. He's a little bit more expensive than those other two guys, but he certainly offers more upside. Obviously, huge strength, swinging strike okay, on the season. I think it's up around 14%. And we always worry about those walks um, earlier on the season. Four, five, six, but since then, zero, three, two, three. With the wind blowing in, with this team that's a lot worse on the road, with a lack of probable home runs here, and his price tag at just 37. You have 30-point upside over here on Yahoo, which is right up there with Sale and everyone else. If he can go and keep, limit the run production and have control, he can absolutely destroy here. So I really like that call. I'm going to just throw him into the lineup here. Or should we start off with a cash game line? What do you think about paying up for two aces in a cash game line? If you want to, I mean, we see how that works out with aces. Like I, I score, you know, I, I was telling you before, and I think I had a, a 190 on DK. Um, I had two different 190s. I had one where I had a pit, nine, negative 10 for my pitchers and 200 for my hitters, or just about 200. And I had another one where I had Blake Snell and 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 Strasburg, which was actually pretty pretty much a you know, which was also around 190. So paying up for pitching isn't as safe as it. Um, necessarily seems we had a lot of cheap bats do a lot of damage yesterday and uh today i'm okay with going with sale and somebody else up there if we want to but i don't think it's like necessary it's, it's your call you're the cash game guy i mean so the main thing with yahoo is in cash i generally like to pay it for pitching they have higher upside based on the scoring here hitters don't quite get as many many points and uh walks are worth more so kind of on the hitting side it's similar more similar to FanDuel, although rbis and runs you know, a little less. It's a very different uh, scoring than other sites and kind of combines FanDuel and DraftKings a little bit here. But I think that it's fairly easy to fit in two pitchers here. So we'll start off with Sale. And after that, I'm having trouble deciding between Paxton and Morton. Paxton obviously was on a bit of a pitch count last game, still pretty much paid off his salary with it. But he should get a longer leash today. Toronto, huge amount of Ks all the way up and down the line at Paxton, 35% K rate. Morton, on the other hand, it has an extreme pitchers ump or hitters umpire, but he's facing Detroit, who's just been absolutely destroyed by, I believe, right-handed pitching, even though Morton's a little bit reverse splitsy when it comes to strikeouts. Which one of these guys do you prefer in cash? 
So I, I'm surprised to hear you say about Paxton in, in cash, and maybe I'm just looking at it from a GBP perspective because his upside at his prices uh, across the industry is just feels so limited. Even if he's limited to like 90 pitches, well, he could be efficient. Like I don't want any part of that for tournaments, but for cash, I definitely think it makes sense. seems like they're giving him a longer leash. You get the seven and a half K prop, which is the only guy, you know, within one of sale sales at eight and a half today. Um, I think that, he, yeah, uh, if we really, if you really believe he'll get that extra long leash, I just don't know. I don't have any reason to believe it or not believe it. And what worries me is he could be effective with like, you know, six innings, they could be up by a bunch. They could be in a tight game where they could bring in a relief pitcher if he was around 90 pitch. Like, there's just in the fifth or sixth inning. I mean, like, you just don't know what the Yankees and with him coming back from his injury, the 66 pitches really did scare me, um, him being limited that much. So I've sort of crossed him off in general for the day. But a pitcher I love, a guy who I'd be playing like crazy if I really felt like he had his normal leash. Yeah, no, it's a little bit worrisome. And I mean, Yahoo, each out is worth a point and like going longer into the game is worth slightly more. So I guess with that, we'll just end up throwing Morton in here. The extreme hitters umpire does worry me, but he's probably the safer bet to get more why, points. Why are they safer than Marquez? That's interesting. I'm just worried about the lefties in the Chicago lineup here. I, obviously I love Marquez and he's way better in turn or way better on the road. But he just has a 15, like, below average K rate versus lefties. Granny does limit damage there. Um, but it's just always worrisome whenever there's lefties in there for upside. But I guess over on Yahoo, it's more about going later on to the game and run suppression and hit suppression. And so with that, I don't mind going with Marquez instead of Morton. Honestly, I was playing on chopping my cash game lineups, going with one more upside lineup, one uh, for the little 10-man tournaments and one more floor lineup with the head-to-heads and 50-50 that makes sense I mean I just was throwing it out there because he's one of my favorite I mean he and you are probably my two highest owned pitchers of the day um partly it's because the savings from sale on different sites but like I those those three will be the guys who I'm mixing the most the wind has died down blowing in a little bit but it's 64 degrees in Chicago not great hitting weather and you see the, the, the run total and it's just hard for me not to gravitate towards this game. I mean, it's, I think we have the lowest total on the slate right there and two pitchers that definitely have the upside uh, to make it work. And, and I don't really feel like there's a massive amount. I mean, obviously with you, there can always be things, you know, you can get wild all of a sudden, but I don't feel a ton of risk in this game. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't mind that. I'm fine with Marquez. I'm a huge fan of him um, pretty much all season long. And ever since the beginning of last season, when he just won me boatloads of money, the second half when people still refuse to play him in Coors, Obviously not the same pitcher and cool careers this year, but we don't have to worry about that today. And as Deed would say, it's daily fantasy, not year-long fantasy. I don't know if he would say that, but I'm fine, fine with throwing Marquez in there. Uh, what about bats? Let's start off with catcher. Obviously, Gary the Goat is up there at $21, but it's a little bit tough to fit in. We only have $90 left in budget, and so we kind of have to go value searching on this slate here. Looking down here, the guy that I first went with is Severino at $11, but I'm not a huge fan of that. Can easily be talked off of it. We have Zunino going up against Turnbull, only $9 over here. Outside of him, you can just go with Sandy Leone there for $9. Omar Navarez, Peacock has some decent splits against lefties. So Navarez, I think, is in a decent spot, even though Peacock and that Houston bullpen is good. Navarez is a very good catcher here. So I don't mind him at $9, or we can just go all the way down with one of these bargain basement priced catchers. What do you think? 
I think if you're talking about cash, to me, it seems like Narvaez would be the play, right? Him or uh, wouldn't he be the play? I, I I wanted someone else to talk me on to. I mean, he bats higher up in the order than a lot of than Zunino. Uh, he's got the platoon split. And, I mean, he's just good. I mean, looking at his game log, I don't think it's been great recently. Um, but he's he's got some pop this year. He walks at a decent clip he doesn't strike out a whole lot he's a guy that i used to play on the white Sox last year and i like him so i'm fine with navarez yeah i just thought that like from a cash perspective like seeming like a guy who's gonna be in he's in a good spot in the order there's a lot of things happening um you know and, he, and just at this price it's just kind of interesting to me i would be all over Contreras, but I, again i'm not into that win um i don't really love you know the catcher spot with the pricing the way it is over here I think that like for tournaments, the you you take a shot with Sanchez or Grandal, um, just because it'll differentiate your lineup, especially Grandal. I don't think people are going to be playing paying that price for him, but it's really a position I don't feel great about over here on Yahoo. And I think the best thing is to play a Severino. I actually do like Severino. Um, Zanino will probably be my most exposure, but that's because I'm stacking Tampa Bay for the most part. Um, this guy gets it. This guy gets it. Yeah. I, I mean. Um, hey, I did it yesterday, and it didn't quite work. But it, you know, it could have worked. It was, it was hard to work when everybody else was scoring 500 runs. Yeah, I have just so much expo- exposure to Arroyo and Adamas because of their prices. And I'm like, this was not a good idea. This was not a good idea. And then that grand slam happens. I'm like, I am a genius. I am so smart. And <laughs> then I just spent the next hour stroking my ego. But yeah, I'm right there with you on tournaments. I mean, obviously, with Sale on the lineup, we can't really fit in Gary or Grandal. Uh, but if you just drop from sale to you, you have an extra $30 pretty much or $27. So I'm right there with you in tournaments, but we're doing cash right now. We're going to s- stick with Omar here. Let's move on to first base. There's a decent amount of options here. So <coughs> for cash, uh, I'm, I'm stuck between two guys. There's Kendry's Morales going up against Thornton and that terrible Toronto bullpen in a good spot here over in Toronto. Or I have Vogelbach with the splits. I'm starting to think Vogelbach's more of a tournament guy, but he is lefty going up against Peacock. Peacock gives up a lot more fly balls, a lot more hot contact. Strike it out lefties at a lower clip here. And he's only $12 for a guy that can hit a bomb pretty much any time he actually hits the ball. He is just a beast here. Hasn't had a home run in a while, but still does have, what, 15 on the season here. It's in Seattle, so not the greatest ballpark. Um, are you... Which one of these guys do you go want to go with, or do you have any other options that you like for cash? I'm just taking a look at what uh, some of the prices are over here because I'm, I'm still I always do my Yahoo builds after the show, and I, I'm I'm ready for most of the prices, but like like Olson's a little bit higher priced over here on Yahoo than he is elsewhere. Um, I think Morales makes a lot of sense. Uh, like I don't like like love it or anything, but I think that it's fine, and I think that that's just what you end up probably doing as a savings in cash, especially if you're paying up a pitcher. Yeah, no, I th- I just think it's like. The difference between Morales and a guy like, I don't know. I mean, maybe Tyler Austin, if he's actually in the lineup here, wouldn't be a bad Oh, actually, wait, I didn't realize Tyler Austin was over, was first base. For some reason, I thought he'd be outfield eligible like he is. Oh, no, he's not outfield. So wait, hold on. Um, he is, oh, he's 14 over here, but I love him. I mean, he's one of my favorite tournament plays on the slate. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you in tournaments, but we'll get to tournaments later. I think with cash, we just stick with Kendry's Morales. Devin, FY, how many spots do I can have I, to can leave I, Can I actually p- make a pivot, a, a point of a pivot on cash, potentially, and you're going to disagree with me? Oh, I got it's, it's interesting that if Tyler White's in the lineup, that I think he's, a, at this point, I know he's been, he hasn't been good this year. Don't get me wrong. He's been terrible. But 
I, I don't know. I'm just, it's weird how, you know, and I, I am a tournament guy and it's always weird how like you see Kendry's Morales at 25% and Tyler White at 3%. And I think Tyler White's the better hitter in the better lineup. Well, not, not the better lineup these days because obviously they're, they're missing three of the best hitters in baseball, but I just think he's kind of an interesting, maybe you just use it as a tournament pivot. Obviously no one's going to play him, but if he's batting seventh or so, I don't mind him at all tonight. I actually like a lot of the Houston bats. Yeah, no, uh, in cash, absolutely disagree with it. He's going to be batting three spots further down. Seattle's a worse ballpark. I don't, and... think, he'll, I don't think he'll be batting three spots. Do we have a New York lineup out? Uh, Kendry's is batting fourth. So, yeah, oh, we do. Geez. Okay, well, then, yes. He's yeah. Going to be yeah, in cash, it's absolutely a no-go. But on Yahoo, I'm all for taking a guy that's way less owned. But Morales in tournaments, he's pretty much been a lock and load anytime he's been in the lineup for me. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to stick with Morales there. Uh, second base. Second base is super interesting to me. I don't have anything I love. Um, all right, full lineups are okay, so we're going to build a full lineup. But Castro is kind of the guy for me. He's only $7. Again, this is why we can pay it for two aces. He's going up against, uh, what's his name, Jimmy Nelson, who he's coming back from injury and everything, and this is going to be his first start in the bigs this year. It's in Milwaukee. Castro is better than his numbers kind of suggest. Um, I don't know. It, it, it's just yeah. second base is just trash. I mean, we look up here, at least for cash, for tournaments, I've got some stuff, but Odor maybe over in uh, Texas, but the weather's not great. Means is way better versus lefties than he is versus righties. Low is too expensive, I think, at $15 for cash for me to consider. Love the tournaments, though. Um, Dietrich is in a great spot, but $22 just not going to be able to happen in cash. Are you with me on Castro? Yeah, I think that actually makes a lot of sense. Um, and again, you know, he's a guy who tends to get under owned in tournaments. He'll have more ownership today, especially after the big night he had last night. But um, I definitely don't mind Castro at all in, in this format. Um, another guy, you know, that maybe I don't think it wouldn't qualify as a cash play, but I think it's interesting as long as Tony Kemp is still in that six, seven range at near minimum cost. I don't mind him. Like there is upside with him. I think he's actually like a better, I, I prefer him to Castro, but it's mostly because I'm playing tournaments. I think he has more Who? upside. Tony Kemp. I mean, it's, he's, he's not Tony Kemp batting ninth anymore with a bunch of other guys in the lineup who might get platooned. This is Tony Kemp with a, the solid spot with that a seventh that, you know, wouldn't be surprising to me if he ended up first or second one of these nights um, in the order. So just keep an eye out for that Houston lineup when it comes out. And uh, then Ozzy Albies for tournaments at, at just because he's so damn cheap. And I know how bad he's been. But those are sort of the value guys I have at second base. My number one overall play is the tournament play, but it's a uh, I mean, it's it's not even close to my favorite play on this. Uh, actually, yeah, he's over here. He's actually cheap enough to where I would consider it. Brandon Lau is one of my favorite plays on the slate, and he's 15. I know it's probably hard for this lineup, but I, I do think he's a terrific play, and I don't mind him in every format. Yeah. Let's try, let's try a Lau lineup. I mean, honestly, in cash, he's the other guy I was considering, um, but it's just tough to pay up for him. With, with Marquez in here, or yeah, Marquez in here, we might be able to afford him with the other guys that I'm thinking about for cash. So I'm throwing him in. Let's move on to third base. There's a, there's two fairly clear options for me. When I was looking through things for cash, there's Alberto, even going up against minor puts in, in Texas, not great hitting weather, but still it's Texas. They have a terrible bullpen. Minor is good this year, but he's not like a shutdown guy. Really? He's just good. Or it's uh, where is he? Where is he? Where is he? Uh, Shaw. 
Where's Shaw? How can I not see him? There he is. Shaw, also only seven bucks. Going against Sandy. Sandy's not great. He'll be batting further down the order, and he is in the home team. So I'm worried about that extra at bat. I don't know. I'm having trouble deciding between these two guys. I think I go with Hanser. Yeah, I would. I uh, nah. <laughs> it's a tough one. I think I would go with Hanser as well. Um, it feels weird. Like we're going really cheap here on everything. I mean, obviously it's a different type of build, but you know, yeah, the, the significant savings on Shaw elsewhere you don't get obviously compared to some of the other guys over here. So I guess that Hanser makes more sense, and also where he's batting in the order. But I just you know, I'll make it really clear. Like if you're playing Alberto over Shaw in tournaments, I hope you have some other at third base because he can play second base on other sites. Uh, I just don't think that's the optimal like tournament play, but unless you're I'm really right safe. there with you. Uh, but we could also like the other thing I was thinking about Donaldson at 11 bucks or Jose Ramirez at 11 bucks. I mean, Perez is starting to get a bit worse here. Um, the both the totals in both these games are looking pretty good. Musgrove obviously hasn't been great. I don't like the ballpark, but Donaldson at $11 like, I, I feel like I probably need to go with that. Like, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I prefer Jose Ramirez by a long shot, but I I think Donaldson is bouncing back, and I love him overall. But the, the truth is both these guys have struggled, and as they've, as they've struggled, I'm pretty sure the numbers – I actually – having a little trouble bringing up some for some reason getting to uh my screen my other screen is not opening but uh i do think that uh i think that you know even with the struggles you have the stolen base upside of ramirez i just feel very safe with him personally and i actually like this matchup i know that martin perez is kind of interesting where he's gotten cheap like over on DraftKings, but i think that the indians are, are going to start breaking out more and more and jose ramirez is going to explode and even with his struggles again you still have the stolen base upside where he can get you there yeah i mean then there's also carpenter at 16 um like I said, I, I think I had uh, Paxton or Morton in my first cash game build, so this is going to be a little bit different um, just based on the fact that I have Marquez in here, and so I don't mind paying down for a few guys, but I'm going to throw Jose Ramirez in there, just save a few extra bucks, and maybe we can go back and we can upgrade to Carpenter or we can downgrade Lau, um, but we're just sticking with him. Uh, shortstop, I can't remember who I had here. Uh, this is interesting. So we have Elvis Andrus, who's 11 bucks here, going up against Means. Means a lot worse to righties than he is to lefties. It's over in Texas. He's one of the first guys that jumped out at me. DeJong, only 12 bucks. Seems like he's too cheap here. Adamas, batting six. Don't know if that's quite the cash game play. I'm, I'm, I'm having trouble with this. I mean, I could go all the way up to Lindor um, or Bregman, but that's going to be too tough for me to fit in. I think I'd rather pay up in an outfield spot here. What do you think for cash? Is it Andres or is it one of these other guys? I think Andres makes a lot of sense over here. Um, this is way too cheap. So I think that's the easy one for me, but so is DeJong. Like they're both, if you're talking about cash, I would just play with one of those two guys. If you really need the extra savings, I would just suggest playing Solano on other sites where the savings mean a little bit more. Cause you're not getting enough of a savings from, to me, from Andres, and Andrus, I should say, and DeJong, I, I just feel like those guys are just so glaringly cheap. It stands out to me. So I would have a hard time not playing one of those two guys in any format. Yeah, I'm going to Andrus. And just moving on, I might upgrade to DeJong if I have an extra buck, but I'll let that decide it. Outfield is, I don't want to say straightforward. There are some guys to me that I just clearly will throw into my lineup just based on price, trying to remember which ones they were. Dwight Smith Jr., 
that was the guy. Um, eight dollars. That that's that's too cheap, right? That's that's too cheap for a guy that just had thirty six points in the last game, right? Yeah, it is too cheap. It's not a great matchup, but and he also like has hit lefties for power. So yeah, I guess I mean I didn't realize any site could have him that cheap. So it's 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 ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous to me. Uh, yeah. I saw that and I just yeah, I can't not play him there. We have $29 left and so the main thing I wanted to do is I want bets in my lineup here. Like mm-hmm. I think bets is quite possibly outside of maybe Trout the top overall play on the slate. Over here he's a little bit too cheap. $22. The problem is with this lineup that we just made you have $7 left for an outfielder. I didn't see any outfielders that just jumped off the page at $7. Yes, there are some cheap guys, but none of them have a huge amount of upside. None of them have a huge amount of floor. I don't know. Like, maybe Keon, uh, but Miner's a good enough strikeout guy. Well, I don't want to use him here. I don't know where he's going to be batting a lineup. Could be way farther down. DJ Stewart, if he makes it into there, like, this is kind of bad. So should we go back and maybe change Jose Ramirez to Alberto? And we, could, we, we could do that if we if we have if we really need the money. I mean, you've got the you know uh, the Shields option depending on where he said where he's batting. Derek Fisher, I think, is the logical cash game choice of everyone at the low price. That's who I would prefer. You said um, Derek Fisher. Yeah. Yeah, he's the guy that I had my original lineup here. I'm yeah. going to I'm going to throw in Fisher here as soon as I find him. Searching, searching, searching. I'm in second base. While That's you're searching, I'm going to throw out that Randall Gridgick is a phenomenal tournament play. I don't care who's pitching against him. He's minimum cost. Um, we don't know how many pitches Paxton's going to throw. I just think that I'll take a shot with Gridgick at minimum cost. He's way too good of a hitter to be that low. Same same thing with Smith, I guess. But Gridgick is, a, I mean, I think he's a better overall real-life hitter. At least he's shown that he's been a better hitter for longer than Smith. I'm still trying to figure out who Smith is. Yeah, so now looking at this, we can either go Carpenter and um, Castro. Carpenter's or, an excellent play. Yeah, we can go Carpenter and Castro, or we can go, let's see, uh, can we fit Ramirez and – no, we can't fit Ramirez and Lau. So we can go Lau, and we can go uh, down to Castro. But is there any – or Alberto. Is there anyone at $9 that really stands off the page? No, so – um, I think I'm just going to go with Alberto and Lau. I really like Lau today. He's batting third, obviously against Detroit. Terrible bullpen, not great pitcher, platoon split. I, I think you're right. We use Lau when you go with Alberto. Um, unless, I wonder. So we have $2 left over here. Shortstop, we could go up to Dijon. Or is there anything that we can pay down? No, I don't think we can pay down for anything. So we can go up to Dijon here. I do prefer Dejong over um, – personally, I prefer him slightly over over Andrews, but it's close. I have them both very close. Yeah, and then you can always chop your cash game lineup if you're playing multiple. Like, I don't mind doing that when there's guy, two guys that are very clearly right next to each other. Um, but I do like the weather over in St. Louis. Granted, uh, Descalfani is way better versus righties than he is versus lefties. But, you know what, I'm just going to throw this lineup in. I can do whatever I want. I'm an adult. <laughs> and boom throwing that in there moving on let's make another lineup here it's a tournament one even though i just threw that in the tournament um all right so let's see here tournaments 
I think we pay down a little bit more at pitcher. Sale's going to be just incredibly highly owned because of the amount of value that's over on Yahoo. So just differentiating a little bit is a great idea here. I like Marquez and I like you, or we can go you and we can go Gauss. Which one do you think? Wait, wait you said, sorry, Marquez and who? And you and Gaussman? Uh, you isn't going to be in it regardless, but we can either oh, go Marquez or we can go Gar- Gaussman. I think it's fun to go, like, just go all the way down. That's what I mean. I'm doing that over. I'm, I'm going even further on uh, on DraftKings today. I've got some some uh, Gaussman and and Musgrove lineups um, <laughs> just to just to do something a little different. But uh, yeah, so I like the idea of trying to do you know some of the you know paying all the way down at pitcher, which by the way certainly uh, would have been the answer yesterday. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. What was it, Lopez? And Hendricks. The funny thing was, like, after I heard the umpire, I'm like, I really should be using a lot of Hendricks. And just every time I was in that price range, I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just going Bumgarner. Mm-hmm. And I regret. I am full of regret. QQ in the chat, Morton or Marquez. For cash, like, it kind of, on Yahoo, it kind of allows you to pay up for more bats. So I think it's Marquez. And I'm starting to lean towards Marquez in cash. Um, but over on DK, I think it's a little bit different. You go with Morton. Or, no, he's way more expensive over on DK, so you definitely go with Marquez there. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, catcher. I'm, I'm not playing. I want to put out this. I'm not playing any Morton today. Um, I like Morton in general. And I play a lot of them. I'm just – in other sites, he's way too expensive. I'm, I just prefer different builds. He's just not found his way into any of my lineups, so I'm not touching him. Just want to throw that out there. I, I'll, I'll play him, but I, I – I mix and match so many different pitchers just because I can't get a solid grip on ownership most days. I'm assuming sales going to be super high, super high owned. So throwing some Morton in there, you're getting a guy with 30 point upside at my guess would be 14% ownership if that. Mm-hmm. So like that, that's kind of I pitching now. Like I find these six, seven guys that are possibly going to get me way, way too much uh, point per dollar, and I just mix and match them pretty much and try and go less than the field on the highest owned guy and more than the field on the lowest owned days. Yep. Makes Happened sense. Happened to be Ryu last night and he came in at 3% ownership, which just goes to show you things go a little bit better yesterday and he cr- crushes the slate. But I, I wish I would have stuck with my, my Ryu guns over. I mean, stress, I, I literally talking about winning tournaments, man, it would have been really nice just to have him in, in a few more than I did. Cause he just wasn't in the right ones. Yep, right there with you. Let's go to catcher here. Um, Grendel or Sanchez? Which one you want? I, I'm giving you two options, and that's it. I way prefer Sanchez, but I love the idea of playing Grendel because I don't think anyone's going to pay this price for Grendel when someone's going to play Sanchez. I know that it's a big slate, but it's not such a big slate, and we have still have some weather concerns that could make it smaller. And even with a big slate, it's not like there's like as many things to just be like my eyes aren't just like lighting up over. I love the idea of playing Yasmani Grandal here. And I mean, I like Milwaukee. I, I think I like more of a mini stack there because I think a lot of people are going to go there. But I think Grandal is the better GPP play. You might be right. Uh, let's see what we can mini stack it with. So do you have interest in either New York bats or Milwaukee bats or neither? I want to play as much Yelich as I can. All right, boom. Let's go Grandal. Go Yelich. And Moose. Moose is he second? Do we want to go Moose? It that drops down to twelve per, yeah, twelve per position. Um, and honestly, looking at I think it was Kane's price. I'm going to double check over here. 
opening up the starting lines page, which I love. Uh, and so Kane is 12 bucks here. We Kane's 12 bucks. Thames is 13 bucks. Shaw is seven bucks. We already we, have Moose in we there. Could skip, we could skip. We could even, we could, well, we could take any of those guys. I would prefer of those guys probably to take Kane um, if I was going to be stacking it fully. But if I was doing a three man stack, I probably we can, wouldn't. Like, honestly, let's, let's just create a lineup for, for funsies. Um, where are you at? Where are you at? Searching, boom, Thames, um, Moustakis, and then we throw Kane in here. As soon as I find him, searching, searching, searching. It really sucks that my keyboard's broken. Um, gosh. Yeah. I can relate. I just had to go buy this one because my other one is broken. I don't have enough USB ports and I lost my splitter. So I have one right in front of me, but it's worthless. Don't feel great about my life. All right. So we have 13 bucks left per player. That's plenty to get a huge amount of upside here. Second base. We already talked about Lau being a fantastic play. What do you think about Lau here? Love them. Let's all right, do it. boom. This is all I'm doing for this lineup because I'm probably going to create something similar and I don't want to be chopping it with five other people. So we already talked about things a little bit over at shortstop. There's same guys that we were looking at for cash are probably available for tournaments. Add in Willie Adamas there. Add in Javier Baez. Even with the wind, he's going to go super low owned. And he's batting fourth. He's only $13. Um, 13 over here? Oh, my goodness. I just crossed off that game, so I literally didn't look at hitters in that game um wow yeah mm-hmm. i don't care i don't care where he's hitting that's that's too cheap yeah um well, why are the shortstops so cheap over here well uh, all of them are affordably priced but the bottom barrel ones are just terrible just you've got these shortstops that are that are as expensive almost as yelich and, and bellinger and all those guys on other sites and over here they you know you can get them for almost for free yeah but i mean yelich is 27 bucks we have bogarts at 27 story at 26 Bregman yeah, but those are yeah, yeah, I know. I got you. I got you. I got you. I just think that Bregman, we have it. The thing is, like, Bogarts is such a tournament play, but like, I can never see doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, it's all good. I, I, I cleared that line. If you guys can go back and look at it and finish it any way you want, we gave you some guys. But now we're going to make a little bit more expensive lineup with Marquez and you for tournaments here. I still think we either go with Gary or we go with Grandal or. Zunino. Do you want to build a little mini Tampa Bay stack? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So Zunino's the guy that I want to go with. And a little feature that you guys may or may not know about on Yahoo. Fun little thing. You click on that icon and boom, lets you know exactly who's in the lineup, where they're at in the lineup. And you can just add them as you go along here. So I'm just going to go top to bottom. Meadows, $27. Do we want them? Uh, yes, I love Meadows. Boom. Added. Lau, we already said yes. Do we want to throw him in this one? Yes, sir. Boom. Added. Diaz, $14. Do we want him? He's on my in-between. I, I, I'm okay with him. I don't know that he's my priority. I would I would put Choi as my third guy behind the other two. Boom. Choi, and I'm throwing Adamas in there just because I hate shortstop. Yep. Full five-man stack here. 12 bucks left per position. Gosh, I don't want to give away these lines because I don't want to end up chopping it with anyone else, but this is a great spot to go. I mean, in the outfield, let's talk about some low-priced – let's let's a lower-priced bomb or a mid-priced bomb here in the outfield that's going to go way too low-owned. I think that Otani is a pretty darn good guy to go with. He's super cheap on other sites, 
which means he's going to go, or at least on DK, which means he's going to go lower owned over here on Yahoo. Mm -hmm. There's Schwarber, who I don't want to play, but Cruz batting third, $14 here. Um, we got Cruz is the, Cruz is the, is the man for me. Ooh, I, I do love me some Nelson Cruz. Gosh, I miss him being in Seattle, but now we got, now we got Edwin and you know what? We're in re, we were rebuilding. Oh it was a fun first two months or fun month and a half. Mariners were the best team in baseball. And now they're the worst team in the division happens when you don't have pitching. You can't just rely on 15 home runs every single game. Not going to happen, but I'm not living in the past. Uh, so throwing Cruz in there, and you got a nice little lineup there. Fill out your third baseman, your outfielder. Honestly, like we said, you can go. You can't go up at the top in the mid tier. Carpenter, Diaz, we already mentioned Ramirez, Donaldson, or you can go all the way down to Hanser, who's a little bit more for cash than he is for tournaments, and the Shaw, who's also super cheap and can get you a bomb. But that's a little Tampa Bay lineup. We still have plenty of time here. Let's let's go just. I, there's one real crazy one. We well, not one real crazy one, but one we should really address, and that's the twin. The twin. So it's interesting. Looking at Vegas lines, let me double check here. <laughs> money's coming in on the twin side, or bets are coming in on the twin side of it, but money, more money is coming in on the uh, Minnesota, not Minnesota, side, Cleveland. The Cleveland side, which is super interesting to me worries me a lot i think the fact that it's a bullpen game and cleveland has one of the best oh nope there we go line just popped up to five wow yeah, yeah it's because they didn't hadn't adjusted yet for fully for uh, what's his name being out yeah i thought that was super interesting like with the line mo kept moving here i'm checking out the sharp side app guys if you haven't downloaded the sharp side app download it because it's fun end of story um yeah yeah so now we got twins favored all right, that makes things interesting here. That makes things super interesting. I'll make a twin stack. Honestly, their prices are probably a bit too cheap. Um, Castro, obviously a decent catcher here. Let's, let's just make a twin stack because I can do whatever I want. I'm an adult. Uh, do you, who do you want to throw? Who's Cruz, obviously, 100% lock and load at $14. If you don't throw him in, then you're probably probably shouldn't be playing dfs at all or you're a genius either one of those because game theory works weird and so does ownership uh outside of Cruz, who are your favorite twins bats when it was carrasco i was going more towards lefties now i still think i'm probably actually leaning more towards lefties marwin's cheap i don't like huh i just have yep that's not good i can hear you can you hear me can you not hear me am i just saying things i it's on Bobby's side. Suck it, Bobby. All <laughs> your fault. Um, and Devin, am I ignoring you? I can't read things while I'm doing things. So you can just tell me in my ear. But twins are good bats. Polanco, obviously fantastic versus righties. Kepler, obviously fantastic versus righties. Rosario, obviously fantastic versus righties. Is Bobby here? I don't know, Bobby. If you're here, say something. If not, you're gone. And I am on my own and have to talk for 20 straight minutes. Not going to be easy. But looking at these Twins bats, I don't think it's a bad idea to stack them in some real weird way. Pulling up plate IQ on a different screen that you guys can't see. Uh, we look at the ISOs versus all these guys. And not a single one outside of Crone and Gonzalez that's under 200 versus righty so far this season. Sorry Castro, about that, guys. 
And he's back. I was just talking about Twins bats and how they're all ridiculously powerful. Um, ISO is over 200 all the way up and down the lineup, except for Gonzalez and Crone. You want to do a wraparound stack here? I mean, my favorite way to stack the Twins is to use the bottom of that stack. I love that power at the bottom. Well, Castro, Sano, Buxton, then going Kepler, Cruz, Polanco. Nice little seven, eight, nine, one, two, three. People don't do that too often. And let's see. I don't know if we can throw a six in here. Let's throw a five in here. Have give us enough money. We have 23 left per position here. Castro, Sano, Buxton, Kepler, Cruz, little six, seven, eight, nine, one, three. That's not going to be a normal stack that you see. Yeah, I like it. All right. All right. Well, let's throw some pitchers in here. Do we pay up a little bit for Dar? Let's see what happens if we go Darvish and Marquez. We still have 10 left per position, and there's some cheap spots at first, second, and short. We can throw in guys like Morales, guys like Shaw, guys like Hanser, guys like, I don't know who else, DeJong. Um, so you can kind of round out that stack any way you want. I like this, and I'm probably going to use something like this in tournaments. I'm not finishing it. Again, I don't want to be chopping with a whole bunch of viewers here, so I'm leaving some open. We can finish it off, but we've already given you guys each position. Check out Plate IQ, um, or check out – oh, Devin's dropping a question in chat. Marquez, Donaldson, and Yelich, or Sale, Carpenter, Smith Jr. I am – I'm going with the second one, I think, in cash. It's probably the better choice here. I mean, Sale has a whole bunch of more upside. You're essentially giving up Dwight Smith for – it's Smith and Sale or Marquez and Yellow. What about Dwight Smith? Where is he hitting tonight? He's not hitting, like, ninth? Um, I don't think so. Do we have a lineup for that yet? He's been batting eighth and ninth against lefties. Let me see real quick. Um, Fourth. Okay. Well, never mind. Yeah. Yeah, and he's yeah, like you said, he's been good versus lefties. Took one, wait, yeah, took one out of the, the park night. yesterday. And he had the one I hit a grand slam the other night off Smiley, batting eighth or ninth. Oh man, Smiley is. I got so excited when he got signed by the Mariners, and then I don't think he ever played a single inning for him because of his injuries. Sad stuff. Guy with a whole bunch of promise didn't really work out. You know, what? hopefully he does well in the future. Um, Let's see. Any other, guys, any questions that you have in chat, just go ahead and drop on in there. And yes, I am a multitasker. Yes, man. I just can't open up. It's technical things with computers that are not great with me. Um, guys, yeah, throw any questions you got in chat here. We're going to make one more lineup. We're going to make this a real balls out lineup. BD, you said you're interested in $25. I don't hate that call. And then you want to throw Thornton or Gaussman in, or do you have any interest in some I, other terrible pitcher? Um, I think I just, I mean, the, the, the price difference is not so crazy. I, I like Gaussman. I like you. I, I don't mind which one you want to pick. Um, I know the price is a little bit different between the two, but no. also you've got, right. um, I mean, yeah, that's probably, that's probably about all the ones you want to do. I don't I know if you need over here, but I do think it's kind of interesting. We're just picking up bombs. I'll let you start with catcher. Give me a bomb here. Uh, bomb from a catcher. Um, let me just see. I'm going to look at my ownerships. So that way I can give a, a, an official answer here. Um, well, maybe I can't give my official answer. Are uh, you a serial guy? Like serial in general? Yeah. Or serial podcast? No, no. I don't. I mean, serial podcast is pretty good here, but I'm talking about like 
waffle crisp, like actual cereal. I eat cereal, but I actually don't eat it as much as I used to anymore. I don't really love like dairy stuff all that much. I love cheese, but I, I probably shouldn't eat as much of it as I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm just fully prepared to die young. Um, but I, I do love me some cereal. What's your favorite cereal of all time? Best cereal of all time for me, ugh, it's always stages in my life. There was a long time where Trix was my favorite. I liked Captain Crunch. Um, I liked, uh, I even liked ca- the, cho- the chocolate one, whatever, the Count Chocolate thing. Count oh, Chocolate? No. Oh, yeah. I'm going to go with a simple, easy one. I like Raisin Bran in life. Oh, you are such a basic B, is the <laughs> word I wanted to use. Um I mean, they're they're better for you. I'm all about those incredibly sugar cereals. Waffle Crisp was one of my favorite. French Toast Crunch is fantastic. And Rice Krispie Treat cereals are probably three of my all-time fave. Um, QQ, that's not related to cereal. Uh, how do you feel about Megden and GBPs to get a full Raisin Twin Sect? G- DK. I don't like it. Uh, there was someone else that was super cheap. That Wait, I what? Yeah, Musgrove. Is it Musgrove? Yeah. I mean, Chief's I don't got- care what I don't care what anybody says or what your numbers or whatever he's saying. And I b- agree that it's not a good matchup and all that stuff. He's a better pitcher than this. Like I'm just gonna bet on that guy, or I bet on John Means, uh, Meansy's brother over there, or Tyler Beatty. I don't even see Mengden. Like I understand he could have a good game here. I, there's just zero percent chance it will be for me. I mean, he's already incredibly low strikeout rate guy, and he's going up against the lowest strikeout rate team in the majors. I just don't see. Like, yes, he can go seven innings, strike out four, and not allow a run, but... Also, he just faced this team, like, you know, what, a, a week ago, actually pitched well and still couldn't make it out of the fifth inning because he was up at 90 pitches already. I, there's just no way in the world I'm playing Mengden here. Yeah, don't mind that. Um, any interest in the Reds? Like, a little bit. I, I don't think I would fully stack it, but certainly, like, a little, you know, a two or three man. I think the guys who stand out are Winker um i actually like puig i don't care whether he had a home run off of the lefty yesterday i'm still gonna just i still like him just as much against righties and overall is more of the power of his career has been against righties than it has against lefties yet everyone somehow gets that wrong even though i don't know what what other stats they're looking at it's just wrong um but uh senzel like i like the guys i just don't think i'm going with a full stack here i don't think dakota hudson is that bad and he's good at limiting contact he gets a lot of ground balls um probably not where i'm going a fly ball guy like Derek dietrich is probably the best like i guess the best play but he's just really yeah, yeah uh means or gaussman to me it's i mean wait on weather but it's gaussman it's gaussman but i actually think we you know we need to start looking at means and you know wondering if he might be a little better he's had literally the nightmare of nightmare matchups his whole career so far so we'll see yeah houston wraparound stack kemp bregman and maybe one more question mark I don't think I want to stack fully against Leak, and if I was going to do a wraparound, I think I'd want a four or five man at least. I'd like all the guys, so I can't really say no to it, but it's not the way that I'm going to build. If I was going to build a full stack, I think that that it's fine. Uh, I might have a three man, and have, but Kemp is probably the last guy I'm using batting seventh, assuming he does. All right, and chat, just catching up. They were all about that serial talk. Oh, gosh, there's... That was pretty much it. Now it's just been five minutes of. I can now see chat again, and for some reason it wasn't working for me for a second. But oh, I got gosh. it. Cocoa Krispies, those were darn good. Um, Apple Jacks, real underrated. Love them. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, just those are good. Real... Those are great. That's like that's like a dessert. Like if I had a nice like Italian meal, I could have Cinnamon Toast Crunch for dessert. Yeah. Oh gosh, what was it? 
there's this place over in Denver called Cholan. They have what's called kaya toast, uh, which is like bread, and you dip it in this like egg yolk cinnamon thing, and it tastes just like cinnamon toast crunch. It's incredible. Oh man. Um, but let's get back to building this lineup. We're going bombs. Let's start off with catcher. Give me a bomb here. Catcher bomb. Okay, we got. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm just gonna say Grandal just because I want the guy. I want to take the guy who I'm gonna end up playing. Like, you know what? I will take Grandal. Yeah, I'll stick with Grandal. All right, bomb at first. I'm going Alonzo. Alonzo is good. He hits bombs. Going to be super low owned, even though he's going up against a terrible pitcher. Loving it. Second base. Give me a bomb. Hey, hey, cool, man. I'm a big fan of the Alonzo call. I think I'm I'm sort of settling somewhere between Vogelbach uh, and Choi as my as my guys here. But uh, I think I'm going to go ahead and say Choi. Uh, if I was spending up a little bit more, I would. I actually don't think you need to at first base. I just like I like those guys quite a bit, Vogelbach and Choi especially. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, second base though. Give me a bomb. Second base, we got uh, my man is not going to be a surprise. I'm going to stay with my Brandon Lau call. And uh, by the way, I want to mention over on DraftKings, everybody, you know, if you're going to play Solano and stuff, this whole San Francisco, New York game is interesting. Like there's so much cheap guys you can get exposed. Maybe you don't want to fully stack it, but like guys like Robinson Cano, uh, Solano in there, you can play them at second and short. That's only 6,100 between the two positions split batting, you know, at top of the order. I think that just, just to keep that in mind over on DK, over here on, on Yahoo, I think it's just Brandon Lau for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, I also mind don't, don't mind paying all the way up for Dietrich, $22. If you're doing a lineup like this, you know what? Yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go Dietrich here, but just. I don't mind it. I, don't, I think it's a good idea. It's a good call. I think mean, it's the perfect kind of matchup for him. I'm switching to Vogelbach and Dietrich for this bomb lineup is what okay. I'm calling it because people be hitting bombs um Dietrich third base we got to pay down a little bit here let's see where we can find some power um I'm going with Jose Ramirez you like that I have time and I have I just you know trans transparency I have 35 percent of Jose Ramirez so far tonight so that's not a bad idea on pretty much any slate shortstop give me a bomb shortstop oh there's so many ones to choose from with all these uh all these different price shortstops uh Let's see. I don't. I would like to go with one of the cheaper guys. I think that the guy who I feel the best about hitting one is uh, is Lindor. Uh, after him, I'm gonna. I would go Bregman. That's all right. I'm throwing Lindor in. All right. We need a moderately cheap bomb here. It's easy. You know, what? I'm gonna create. Yeah, it's, it's it's actually real easy. It's it's Cruz. My dog is just sniffing around me like crazy right now. Will not leave me alone. Needs some attention. I got to take him to the dog park later. Um, I'm throwing Cruz in here. Now we got 22 bucks per person. Oh Give me a God. bomb. Give me any bomb. Uh, I'm going to say Austin Meadows. I like it. I Austin. actually have taken now three. You know what? I've taken three rays. I don't know if all of them are going to hit home runs. So maybe I should slow it down a little bit. On well, we took, we took, we took, Yellich is the guy I should have said. I mean, it's fine. We don't have, we only have, he's the only Ray in this lineup here. So we're good. And then, you know what? I'm going with Chris Davis, Crush Davis. He's going to hit a bomb tonight. I'm throwing this lineup in because I can do whatever I want. Boom. It's in. We're good there. Uh, guys, any more questions? Go ahead and drop them into chat here. It's we'll, we'll answer things. About anything. Yeah, yeah, anything. Regarding Grant cereal. Food. Yeah. Um, dog heard all the cereal and bacon talk. 
strangely enough, this dog does not eat human food at all. It's my brother's dog, the big old Bernadoodle. And strangely enough, well well behaved, except for when he just barks at random people whenever anyone opens up the door. It's super annoying. I get he's trying to protect us, but I wish he'd shut up and sometimes it wakes up the baby and ah gosh. Yeah. Frustrating. Yeah, oh well, it happens. Um yeah, yeah, no questions yet. Any pitchers that we missed here? Perez for forty dollars, means for thirty-seven is too much over here on Yahoo. Jimmy Nelson coming back from injuries, going up against the hottest team in baseball as of the twenty last twenty-four hours, Miami Marlins. Any interest in Nelson? I do have a little bit of interest, but it's a very little bit. Like I think it's a I'm surprised how many people are interested in him. I mean, he's he's done decently well in triple A. Yeah, but he hasn't pitched. Yeah. But I mean the Vegas Vegas loves him, which a lot of that's attributable to the um Yeah. Yeah. Someone said, Can we see a brewer stack? Boom. I'm gonna create one real simply. Bobby, just talk about the brewers there for a second. Well, I create this all on my own in seconds using yeah. oh, we don't have a lineup yet. All right, brewer stack, especially the lefty power is what you want. Um I want uh Mustakas, I want I want, uh, I really, really want uh, Yelich. And then Travis Shaw also fits in price-wise. It's going to be kind of a popular build because of it like that. So maybe you want to try and do something a little different on, on like DraftKings and maybe don't include Shaw in a stack. See if, how that works in, you know, one of your tournament lineups if you're going to do it a few ways. That's certainly something I'm going to give a shot to because I just can't see how people aren't going to play Travis Shaw if they're going to stack that team at 2,800 on DraftKings. Yeah, I just created one with Moustakas, Thames, Grandal, Yelich, and Gaussman and Darvish, and you have 13 bucks left for your last three spots. There is a stack for you. Bobby, what do you think about Calhoun as a one-off going up against Magden? Doesn't strike out a whole lot of guys, gives up more powers to lefties than he does to righties, in a decent hitter's ballpark as of this year. Yeah, I appreciate the reminder, actually, too, because he was a guy I forgot, I had on my list, and I'm looking through my script right now on DraftKings, and somehow he was one of the guys who didn't make it into the, into the actual builds, even though he was on my list. So I'm going to make sure he gets into some lineups. Gosh darn it. I hate this. I hate this morning slate. You know, I always stack the Padres and the White Sox. Both happen to be on the morning slate. They both pick up a whole bunch of bombs. Ah, darn it. I always hate when that happens. Uh, I didn't um, even notice this. I forgot about this morning slate. I was totally, totally on this one. I just don't care. I mean, I always, I play predominantly on Yahoo draft and fantasy draft. Um, so those tiny slates are just almost not worth it. And I pretty much am forced to play everything over on DK and FanDuel which is fine on certain slates where I find a drastic disparity, but half those three game slates, it's just not great. But you know what? It all depends on the day. No day is ever the same. Don't feel like you have to play any certain amount or any specific sites on any given day, break them down as that you go along there. And that's, that's my advice to you. What do you think about Granderson? Granderson is okay. I'm not like in love with that play, but I'm fine with it. I like I'm I, I think he's the best play of the Brewers. If I was just gonna bet on one guy to I'm sorry, of the Marlins, if I was gonna bet on one guy to hit a home run, it would be Granderson. Yeah. Um QQ with you and sale hitting my ownership cap of 60%. Should I cap them individually or roll 60% of both of them and be above the build? They're my top two favorite pitchers. I think that depends on site. I'm very much for going half the field. If you really like them, go ahead. There's no problem with playing 60% of them. They both have massive upside considering their price. 
but I'm more of a fan of playing the lower owned ace. I think Sale on DK is going to be the highest owned player. Um, and any given time, people can get blown up. Granted, this matchup makes me worry not a whole lot, but it, it's today's MLB. You're always better fading ownership. Everyone thought that Snell and Strasburg was just can't fail yesterday, and they failed horribly. Strasburg, by the way, how crazy was it after four innings? It's like no way could Strauss outscore Snell, and then he outscores him by seven points. Yeah, I mean that was really weird. The whole thing was, and you know my style of play, so I, I try not to. I used to always pay for pitching if I liked it or whatever. Nowadays, I mostly don't pay up for pitching, and when I do, I just pay it together. So all my lineups with those two guys were together, and I, of course, hit the absolute nuts on my hitters because it was all with stacks of uh, Miami and Baltimore. If <laughs> oh, they could have just put up, if they could have combined for 25 fantasy points, it would have been a really nice night. Yeah, yeah, and Jay Bruce just hit another bomb. I love that guy. I play that guy more than probably anyone else in the industry. Your team just traded him. It's so weird. I mean, I get it. They have a lot of hitters on that team. It was, I mean, well, no, it was the last year of his contract. They're in a kind of structured rebuild, keeping yeah, on a lot of their star young players, but getting rid of guys like – I mean, they got rid of Cruz, who's great, to get Encarnacion, who is on a one-year contract. Bruce was on a one-year contract, so they got him to get rid of Cano there. So it made, it makes sense. Like they're just trying I, to. I get him. what they're doing. I get what they completely get. Also, he was hitting 180 or whatever. I mean, like it wasn't like I know he's hitting power. He has hitting home run every now and then, which is nice for us in fantasy. But like, it is hard when you're trying to be competitive to have a guy who just basically never does anything except when he doesn't hit a home run. So 90 percent of the time, you're getting nothing out of those at bats. Like not even moving the runners over. He's got Joey Gallo syndrome or 2018. Joey. But Joey Gallo can at least walk a million times. Joey Gallo is is he's a I love Joey Gallo because he walks you know. 150 times or can walk 150 times this year possibly yeah this year he was less of a walker in the past but um <laughs> is bruce yeah bruce only walks at a seven percent clip yeah yeah he got me there he got me there my friend um let's see we're youtube comment you are my two favorite hosts Devin apparently hey. trying to butter us up yeah that's so nice to hear i bet he i bet he's lying i bet he just throw he's gonna start throwing in random things like you kids are so handsome over in chat as a youtube comment when he didn't actually see it i catch on to your game Devin. i catch on to your game um qq first baseman under 2900 FanDuel. i have not looked at a whole lot of FanDuel pricing i'm sure you have bobby yes i you will got. look at my FanDuel. so first baseman i've got thames who i like at, th- at 3000 but my favorite play i've mentioned him about 75 times during this show actually my two favorite plays they have i like only the cheap first baseman basically over on FanDuel. I want Choi, I want Austin, and I want Thames. Those are my guys. There's also Kendry's Morales, who I yes, but I would put him below those guys by a long shot over there. Oh, well, that's fine. I didn't. I, that was just the first guy that jumped off the page to me. Um, let's see. How is Morton for FanDuel tournaments? He's cheaper over on there. He's fine, but he's going to draw some more ownership. People aren't going to want to pay all the way up to his, uh, sale, so they're going to get roll with Paxton and Morton. So I think he's a better player on DK, where he's more expensive just because it's pressed ownership. Yeah, I think the best pitchers for tournaments on FanDuel are Marquez and uh, and Mike Miner. I think Mike Miner is a, is a phenomenal play on FanDuel. I really do. Uh, we got to take this guy seriously. I know we didn't play him over here, and he could play him elsewhere too. I'm not saying you can't, but like I just feel like a quality start with 10 Ks against this team, even if he gives up some runs, feels very, 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 very possible. And Marquez, like, these guys, it wouldn't surprise me if these two guys ended up as 
maybe in the top three of the highest scoring pitchers on the slate. And <laughs> pass now. There's the dog. There's the dog barking. Of course, right before the show ends, you got to be a dick for it. It's okay. Oh, look who just – this time you cursed online and I didn't – No, I've, I've said dick multiple times on this. It's it's a person's name. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah you and your technicalities. All right. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> um, we got two more minutes left. Well, I answered two more questions. Dean, QQ for the YouTube. Uh, but who is their third favorite host? Um, I don't know. There's probably 10 to 15 guys above Dean would be my guess. Um, and then Dean. I don't know. I don't know who's the third favorite host. I don't know who people like and don't like. All I know is I'm the greatest in the world and very, very humble. Um, Bobby, is that a custom chair you're sitting in? It is a custom chair, but I want to, I have a really good question that I want to ask you about this slate that applies. Like if this was a week ago, if this was any other time this season, Kevin Gaussman at these prices would have been somewhere around 40% probably on DraftKings and probably somewhere around 30% on FanDuel at his prices. And no one's going to play him. He's going to be maybe. Do you really think no one's going to play him? I think he's going to be 15 to 25% on DraftKings. I think on FanDuel, he'll be three or 4%. And he's 6,500. Yeah, no, I'm. I, you listened to Morning Grind already. You know how I feel about it. You know I'm all over Gaussman. He is my favorite play. I started off the podcast by saying he was my favorite play on the entire slate. Reverse splits guy going up against a uh, Pirates team that is not great versus lefties. I know it's not quite the same thing as a reverse splits guy, but similar enough where he – have we gotten a lineup yet for Pittsburgh? Not yet, I don't think. I, well, I'm sure we probably have. I just haven't seen it yet. Um but I'm not actually. I don't even particularly care who it is at this price. It's just. It's just a. It's just a play. Like I don't mind both pitchers in this game. I know it's actually decent hitting weather because it's warmer in Pittsburgh, um, with a lot of humidity. But I don't know. I don't know what the dew point is, Grant. That's that's on. That's that's your thing. You got to figure that out. Um, but I do think that both these pitchers are super interesting, especially when you think they're going to be unowned. Like these guys, the two a month ago, and I understand that they've been struggling. Or actually, Gaussman only struggled once really. Um, but a month ago, these guys at you what. 75% more on their price, people were playing them. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. And big thing with Gaussman is Pittsburgh's a little bit better for lefty power, and he does not give up power to opposing lefties. Gets tons of ground balls, very low hard contact. So the only thing you really have to worry about is walk rate, which there is some walks in here, but all those are righties. Um, and he doesn't walk righties a whole lot of time because he cut down on his splitter usage against them and mostly pounds the splitter versus lefties here. But we've got to get out of here, Bobby. It's been fun. Let's leave the show with your automatic dong of the night. My automatic dong of the night is going to be Brandon Lau. Um, although I'm going to have to re, re – right before we came on, we found out Carrasco was out, so I, I'm going to get a lot, of, a lot of Minnesota exposure. Yeah, I'm going in the same game here. I'm going to go with the same team. And my guaranteed dong is Willie Adonis just because I can do whatever I want and shortstop's thin. So he's just my favorite play. These but, weird ones always work out, by the way. So people listen to that one. Yeah, yeah, no, I always guess right for no apparent reason. Um, it's been fun, guys. We're getting out of here. We got Dean and Tuttle. Ooh, that's going to be a good show outside of Dean. So we're getting out of here. It's been fun. See you, kids. Yes, man.
Jr. here back in the Fantasy Bar with six of my favorite plays on FanDuel, including a high-end bat for you. What high-end starting pitcher should you be using tonight? A team I'm looking to stack for value and a BVP play of the day. Who are we talking about? Belly up to the Fantasy Bar and find out. Welcome in, guys. Wednesday edition Beers Daily Fantasy Six Pack back here in the Fantasy Bar once again with six of my favorite plays. Tonight we will focus on FanDuel. Five hitters for you, one pitcher, as promised. Some value, high end hitters, high end pitchers, BVP play of the day. Let's jump into it with that high end hitter at the shortstop position, Alex Bregman, 4,300. So a big price to pay here for Alex Bregman, no doubt, but a guy coming in in good form. We're talking about averaging almost 20 FanDuel points per game over the last three and very good numbers against righties this season one of the best righty on righty hitters we have in this league you're talking about an iso sitting right at the 299 mark 418 woba and all that despite a batting average on balls in play which we talked about yesterday at just 246 so those numbers could be even higher here what i really like here picking on mike league 377 woba allowed 275 iso allowed gives up that nice mix of fly balls and hard contact we like to see, I think, Alex Bregman takes advantage and goes yard here tonight at 4,300. Let's go to starting pitching. Here next, you got three studs up top. For me, Charlie Morton, 10,400. And you can make a case for any of these guys. So Chris Sale definitely in play, no doubt. Paxton, also an option for you. But I'm going to go with Charlie Morton here at 10-4 against Detroit. Been very consistent, 43 or more FanDuel points in five of the last seven games. We know the Tigers, a team that's going to strike out a lot. In fact, third highest strikeout rate this season against right-handed pitching. Six of the projected starters sitting at a 23% or higher strikeout rate. And you could get some recency bias. It has nothing to do with Charlie Morton. It has a lot to do with Blake Snell, who was a popular option yesterday. And the Tigers put some runs on the board. That may cause people to hesitate, look in a different direction. The little edge we need here could lower his ownership enough to take advantage here with Charlie Morton. A great matchup with the Tigers. All right, let's go to the outfield here. Next pick for a six-pack Hall of Famer, Nelson Cruz, 3,300. Now, generally, you see Nelson Cruz in here against a lefty, but I like this spot. I think the Twins could be a sneaky option for you. Not the team I was talking about in the opening, but certainly a team I don't mind throwing a sneaky stack together against Carlos Carrasco. 26 hits, 14 earned runs allowed over the last three starts. And we're not talking about juggernaut offenses here. We're talking about the White Sox, Tampa Bay, and Oakland were those starts. So Minnesota, we know, has been one of the better offenses in the league so far. And Cruz, not just a guy that hits lefties. Also, good power against righties. That ISO over 200 for him. Carrasco allows an ISO of 215 against right-handed hitters. So things match up well for us. Fair price on him. I think Carrasco is still a very big name. People may avoid him. Get some exposure to these Minnesota Twins in your lineup, especially Nelson Cruz at 3,300. Let's stay in the outfield. More value for you. Jesse Winker, 2,500. Now, one thing I forgot to mention in the opening, we got to keep an eye on weather here. There's a lot of spots where weather could cause an issue. If weather is an issue in any of these games, we get a cancellation. We'll make the adjustments. Check back in the comments section. Also, on my Twitter account, at BeermakersFan, we'll make adjustments. So back to the hitters here after that public service announcement. Jesse Winker, just 2,500. Solid numbers against righties. You see that Woba. Very impressive ISO at 260 for him. Another guy with a sub-250 batting average on balls in play. So numbers could be even higher here for Jesse Winker. 
also matches up very well with Dakota Hudson's pitch selections. He's going to use that sinker a lot against left-handed hitters. Wobat 453 for Winker against that pitch, and it's been a struggle for Hudson against lefties. You see that Woba allowed at 450. Love this spot for the Reds. Love the value of Jesse Winker at 2500. So we like the Reds. Let's stay right there at first base. Another six-pack Hall of Famer here today. First baseman Joey Votto, 2900. So the Reds to be a team you could stack up very efficiently. They're the team I mentioned in the opening. I like Winker. I like Votto. There's a few bats in that lineup that feel a little bit too cheap in this matchup. And we talked about the sinker with Winker. See what I did there? Works out very well for Joey Votto as well. 424 weighted OBA against the sinker for Joey Votto. And Dakota Hudson, not only a big wobble, a lot, a lot of hard contact as well. 40.7%. The ISO sitting at 267. We could go on and on here with the stats against lefties. Not good there for Dakota Hudson. Great spot for the Reds. Great spot here and under 3K at first base for Joey Votto. All right, it's time to take a look at my favorite play. But before we do that, guys, I want to know who your favorite play is. Who's your beast of the night? Get in that comment section. Let me know who the top play of the day is. Also, while you're there on YouTube, if you enjoy stopping by the Fantasy Bar, no tips required here, as I always say. All I ask, guys, take a second, click that thumbs up button. It really helps us out, and I greatly appreciate it. Now, let's take a look at my favorite play. You know him as the Beast of the Night. All right, Beast time, and I like that game. We're going to go to the other side of that Cincinnati-St. Louis game. We're going to roll with third baseman Matt Carpenter, 3,200, tonight's Beast of the Night. Now, it's been a frustrating season for Matt Carpenter, no doubt. You've seen him in the six-pack multiple times, been good to us some nights, not so good other nights, but this is about the best matchup we could ask for for Matt Carpenter. Mr. DiScofini, always a guy I want to get exposure to, especially with left-handed bats. We don't have a ton of them to select from from the St. Louis Cardinals. We do have Matt Carpenter. Numbers are definitely down against righties this season, but the hard contact is still there at 45%. DiScofini, you see the numbers on him. 442 Woba, almost a 350 ISO allowed, a 50.6% fly ball rate, 46% hard contact rate, all the numbers that we're looking for, and BVP is in play here. Matt Carpenter in his career, 11 for 24, three home runs, and this is actionable today. Maybe not the biggest sample, but it's actionable because everything else lines up. Discofini, awful against lefties. Carpenter going to get it going here eventually. Plus, has that good history in his corner. Love this spot for Matt Carpenter. Have a big night. 3,200 easily. My favorite play on FanDuel and tonight's beast of the night. All right, guys, that wraps up here for Wednesday night in the Fantasy Bar. Any comments, questions, feedback, you know what to do. Hit me up in the comment section right below the video or check me out on Twitter as well at BeermakersFan. For Rotogrinders.com, I am Beer Sansalu. Best of luck here tonight, guys. Remember, weather could be an issue. Stay tuned. Kevin Roth will make any adjustments we need to make. Good luck tonight, guys. We'll take tomorrow off. Be right back here in the Fantasy Bar on Friday. We'll see you. Hey, thanks for checking out our videos. If you want more expert advice on DraftKings, FanDuel, or any other daily fantasy sports, make sure you check out the current videos playlist.
What is going on, Rudder Grinders? Dean here. That's Dean 7904. If you want to get all technical on me, it's 502 on the East Coast, 2 to the West Coast, 402, 10 at time, which of course, I'm just time for the flagship show here at Rudder Grinders. It's called Let's Go Grinders Live, uh, sponsored by Fantasy Draft. Joining me today, you might know such things as Tuttle's Takes from Premium. Uh, it's America's favorite uh, driving instructor slash sub It's Tuttle. What's going on, Tuttle? Not much, man. I'm, uh, I'm, I either got promoted or demoted. I'm not sure. This is the, this is my first appearance on this show. So you're going to have to guide me through this format here. Just like Tuttle guide, uh, Mr. Tuttle kind of guided his students as, as a, as a driver's instructor. Does anybody get that reference? Like under the age of like 25 or do the kids want to no, know? I, no, I get more people that tweet me like, Hey, are you related to this Tuttle? Blah, blah, blah. than <laughs> anyone actually grabbing the reference. Yeah, I, I used to at least be able to have Mr. Tuttle as like my avatar, but now that I went corporate, I have to do the the Rotor Grinders avatar. So that, that is an amazing. You didn't plan this, but that is an amazing segue that you're not even aware of because today we're starting to give shout outs to people that are rocking the RG badge. There, Tuttle. Uh, there you and go. This, I have a list of people that are, that are rocking the RG badge, and you don't just rock it for fun. Uh, of course, you're team corporate, so you rock it because you're team corporate, but. Uh, if you don't have RG Premium, you guys rock on the RG badge and you had the bank uh, in the top 10 of certain contests, we're going to go ahead and drop the link there in the chat. That's both in the YouTube chat and the regular chat. If you guys have the YouTube chat, feel free to like and subscribe uh, and check out how you can participate as well, too. But if you finish the top 10 of certain contests uh, and you're rocking the RG badge, you get yourself a free month of RG Premium. Yeah, so uh, yeah, first rule of RG Clubs, don't talk about RG Club. We're talking about it today. And these are the people that just signed up. I'm going to do my best. Uh, some of these names are kind of wonky. Uh, Sager Chris, welcome to RG Club. Uh, Tiny Baby Carrot, again, awesome names. Uh, Wicked Wiz 35, Kabo 22, uh, Sebmat 34, B Hitman 2, CRK 181, It'll Do Farm, uh, Philly Slammers, and Holy Wooly D. I think I might have butchered that, but uh, you know who you are. Uh, again, uh, go ahead and check out the form. If you guys hit the top 10 of certain contests and you're rocking the RG badge, you get a, a one month, one month, uh, a premium here at Rotor Grinders. And, uh, there you go. I used to, you know, a guy you have premium forever, right? Indefinitely, I suppose. I hope so. <laughs> I hope, I, I hope they don't revoke my, uh, my RG premium randomly here. I, I rely on all our great tools to, to make my lineups each night. So they better not. And sometimes you participate in them too. So like, it would be really wrong to just cut you off. <laughs> For sure. um, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm curious, like, what did the kids watch? Like Degrassi? What was the show like post uh, uh, Save by the Bell? Like what are the 2025 girls? What do they watch? Did they, did they watch reruns of Save by the Bell or something else? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I mean, Boy Meets World, was that? Is that it was kind of the same era. Though. That was kind of sort of the same era. Like what was the predecessor? What's the... Not the predecessor. What followed the Save of the Bell? Well, I guess Save of the Bell of the college years. Which yeah, the, the college years were trash. <laughs> Is there anybody that will stand for the? Uh, the, the oh. Yeah, it was like Bob Golick or Mike. One of the Golick. <laughs> yeah, Golick. Yep. Was like an RA or something. <laughs> yep. Which in retrospect seems kind of weird. Like, why is that guy an RA? I don't know. But yeah, uh, just some random creeper that they decided to to be an RA. Yeah, but the beach years, those were kind of fun, right? The summer. <laughs> remember those with the? And then like the Hawaii special. Uh, movie that was a pretty good one too i believe that's when kelly and, and zach got married spoiler alert yep yep there you go all right i wonder what the chat's gonna say about this because <laughs> they're gonna love it i'm sure <laughs> uh they're saying that 70s show is that is, is that i don't think that's the same house is it that 70s show eh, no 
I don't think so. That 70s show is too advanced for, because we're yeah. talking like the teenage kids would be watching Say by the Bell. I'm not sure. Uh, there's def- Maybe there's a hole that needs to be filled, and we have to go with a new show, I suppose. Who knows what's going down there? But they've rebooted everything else. Why have they not rebooted Say by the Bell? Maybe it's coming for all we know. Netflix. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Zach's going to be a teacher now all of a sudden. He's going to be, uh, I just hope they bring back Tuttle. Uh, he's still kicking. Delping's involved I'm, in wrestling. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he's dead. Oh, well, that's a, well, all right. Well, <laughs> on that somber note, we'll move on to the slates. It's, uh, well, there is some weather out there. It's kind of sort of dicey to some degree. Of course, we don't pretend to be weatherman. We yield to Roth. Roth will be on crux time. I'll tell you guys what's going down as far as the weather later on today. It is worth noting that Carrasco was scratched. Uh, he's dealing with like, blood clots or something like that. It seems pretty serious. So he's probably going to be out for a while. Hopefully he feels better. It's going to be a bullpen day, uh, game for Cleveland. Uh, as far as the big picture on this slate title, I don't think, uh, I think it's pretty wide open outside of, we're going to talk about Chris Sale in a second. I think he's, He's egregiously priced, isn't he? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about egregiously, but uh, he's he's certainly going to be the absolute chalk on the slate. Okay, so well, he's he's fourth behind Morton, Paxton, and Miter, and as far as raw points, if yeah. sort of, you know, he should be ahead of those guys if nothing else. Correct? Should he not be the most expensive pitcher? Yeah, yeah, he should. Fair, fair uh, enough. Fair enough. Give me your screenshot as far as this slate because uh, it, I think it's pretty wide open as far as the sticks and you know and I guess we can have a general conversation as far as arms after yesterday I lost a lot of I lost American dollars yesterday it did not go well for me uh, Biff gave me the wrong page of the almanac apparently because yeah it it did not go uh, you know but hey that that's DFS yesterday doesn't count we don't care about tomorrow either we care about today and today only uh, screenshot puddle what do you think of today's slate? Yeah, I think, like you said, hitting is wide open. Um, I think uh, pitching ownership is going to be highly concentrated. We're looking at uh, you, Darvish. You're looking at Chris Sale, we mentioned. You're looking at Jimmy Nelson. I think those guys are going to be the highest owned pitchers on the slate by a fairly wide margin. Um, I think they're fine for cash games, but if if on a 12-game slate you're going to have ownership concentrated as heavy as it is, I think it makes sense to, to look elsewhere. So there are some other options out there that you can do that. Uh, but I, I think in cash games, it's fairly straightforward. I guess it's kind of just going to be who you're picking on multi-starting pitcher sites, who your uh, second starting pitcher is going to be aside from Chris Sale. I think that's probably going to end up dictating cash games. Tell me why Chris Sale is like a lock and load, like cash game number one on two pitcher sites. Yeah, well, like you said, uh, Chris Sale's price on, not on FanDuel, on FanDuel, he's he's number one. Uh, but on fantasy draft here, uh, he's priced as SP4 on the slate. So pricing-wise, he just fits into construction. Uh, matchup-wise, it's a strong matchup. It's Kansas City hasn't struck out a ton this season against left-handed pitching, but individually, it's a pretty good strikeout matchup for Chris Sale. Uh, so he's got that going for him. Good run prevention spot for him as well at Kaufman. Uh, so I think he's kind of just the de facto number one highest strikeout upside on the slate. Uh, so I think he pretty clearly tops like a Charlie Morton. Uh, James Paxton's going to be on some sort of pitch count. I don't think we have official word on what that's going to be, uh, but it would be probably in that 80s range would be my guess. Mid 80s is, is probably what you're going to get out of Paxton. Uh, Sale's not going to have that pitch count. He's going to be uh, have that long leash to go deeper. Uh, so I think he's just pretty easily the, the top SP1. And we don't have to worry about Carlos Carrasco, like you said, unfortunately uh bad circumstances but he's he's off the slate as well yeah you fire up the play IQ there Tuttle you talk about the Kansas City against Chicago what you can see in the last year's sale has got 37.1 percent as far as K percentage that's pretty awesome 
that's collectively or some lefties and righties. I assume we're seeing a pile of right, uh, lefties. No, we're actually, I mean, a pile of righties. We're actually seeing two lefties in there with Lopez and Gordon for what it's worth. Collectively, they strike out at 23.5%, but there is some uh, numbers that kind of pop as far as, you know, in the red. Uh, there are some small sample sizes in there, in there too as well, but like Hamilton at 26.9%, Malbonado 27.9%, uh, <clears throat> Gutierrez in a small sample size in the mid-20s as well too. Um, they don't really walk, not a very patient lineup necessarily, 6.3%, 6.6%, not a big number either. And again, if sale was just like a little bit more expensive, I think it's more of a conversation. But uh, for me, for cash games, I just don't see how I'm going to get away from them. Uh, you mentioned Fandle. It's an interesting conversation. If you don't play him in cash, or maybe you are, like who's the guy he's competing with? Because, you know, we can have the overarching conversation of, you know, paying up for pitchers. And I know a lot of people have a lot of takes and a lot of people are burned uh, after this year, the way things are going down. But, you know, it's assume your best pitcher is going to give up a couple of runs. Like hopefully there's solo jobs or something like that. And they make it up with case. And that, that's how you'd make up the difference. Uh, sale, I think has the biggest K projection on the slate. I would imagine. So we'll kind of dig into that in a second, but um, FanDuel cash, is it still sale or is it more of a conversation for you? I think you're probably still trying to get sale in. I think we have enough value bats now where you don't have to go. Um, we had stuff open up like Ben Gamel uh, is in the lineup where, so um, he's leading off. He's really, really cheap on FanDuel. Uh, we also have some other value bets there that I, th- I think it's easier to fit in fit in uh, sale than what we were looking at uh, at the beginning of the day. If you're not going sale again, it's it's kind of between um, Jimmy Nelson and you Darvish, I think. I would kind of stick with Jimmy Nelson and kind of just go with the matchup against the Marlins. Uh, there's some uncertainty here. Obviously, he hasn't pitched in the big leagues in over a year. Uh, but he, he did show some pretty strong strikeout stuff in the minors. Uh, he's shown us strong strike, strikeout stuff in the majors in the past as well, back in 2017. Again, more matchup-based than anything else. Darvish is a guy that um, he's been frustratingly wild all season long. So I, I, I don't want to stomach that on a single pitcher site. So I, I would side, if you're not going sell in cash games on a single pitcher site, I would side with Jimmy Nelson. Yeah, let's talk about Slip and Jimmy, your boy in your backyard. By the way, Narrow Street, it's his 30th birthday. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. It's, that? Yeah, I mean, he can't fail, right? First time back, and he's, he's a DFS Twitter favorite. First game back in, in a couple of years. It's his 30th birthday. Great nickname, Slip and Jimmy's. That's just fun to say. Um, yeah, and I think it's like, well, he, have, he has a pitch in a couple of years. It's like, not like he's just looking at a baseball, like, what is this? I hold it. I, what do I always oh, throw this projectile? Like he's he's been throwing baseballs in the minor leagues, yep. not the the greatest success, but some success. He's walking too many guys. I think it was like twenty four innings, twelve walks, or something like that. Yeah, he hasn't been all that efficient. He has he did hit over ninety pitches last time out, which is important, yep. I think. Uh, facing a Miami team that, of course, went nuts last night, and we don't care, and Vegas doesn't care, and you know that just shows how wonky baseball is. I think that they're still projected for less than four runs today, and Milwaukee's like one of the biggest favorites in the board. Also, that speaks to the Milwaukee's lineup and Alcantara for the Marlins. Um, slipping Jimmy, is he going to go five, five-ish, maybe six? What, what do you project him for? I mean, it all depends on efficiency. Um, I would say six-ish. Uh, if things are going, I mean, he's, like you said, he taught, I think he hit 97 pitches his last minor league start. So if things are going well, he's he's not going to get pulled just because, you know, it's his first game in the majors or anything like that. He's He's got the leash. He's got, he's been stretched out. Uh, so if things are going well, you could, you know, be looking at seven, eight innings, but I think it's probably better to project around that five, six range. Yeah. I wish he was a little bit cheaper. I was expecting him to be a little cheaper around the industry. And 
you know, you talk about Fanduel. You want that quality start if you can get it. It's it's nice. You don't need it. It's basically the value of a strikeout essentially, but it's something. Uh, this Marlins lineup is not striking at a ton for what it's worth as far as that lineup that's in there today. Uh, we're looking at 19.3% collectively. Uh, you know, Ramirez has not struck out in a small sample size. Roas has not struck out a ton for what it's worth. Uh, there are Ks at the top with Granderson and Cooper. So that's a positive, I suppose. Maybe he sees those guys three times. Um, maybe, you know, less so as far as the bottom of the order. You mentioned Paxton, his first start. He was cruising. He was awesome in his first start. I don't even think they let him get the W, right? He stopped him at four innings. Yeah. Uh, 66 pitches and he was just elite and just awesome and perfect and he still got the hook at 66 pitches the general rule of thumb is like what you kind of go up like 15-ish pitches or so give or take in increments so like you said like 82 maybe 83 maybe 81 pitches and cost per pitch they're charging me you know this is hurricane there's no discount in the price for Paxton because you'd assume generally speaking around 95 100 pitches or so and that's I imagine he's not going to get there. I haven't seen anything added, uh, out of there. I'd, I'd want to hear one of the beats talk about it. Uh, I saw Cheese, you know, in his article today. He he didn't seem terribly concerned. He seemed to be more so on Paxton and, you know, fully on board with him, at least thinking that he's going to pitch enough to make him worth a roster spot. But I'm hesitant. It sounds like you're hesitant too. Yeah, I'm hesitant. I mean, you just have to be so perfect at that price tag in that sort of pitch restriction. So yes, he could he could be the top scoring pitcher on the slate because he's that good. He has that much strikeout upside, but again, he's going to have to do it in probably eighty to ninety pitches, uh, potentially shorter than that if they they want to be really cautious with him. Uh, so it's it's something you can't roster in cash games if you want to. Um, you know, the, there's value in the unknown in tournaments if you want to mm-hmm. embrace some of that volatility and embrace that unknown in tournaments. Go for it. I, I think he's a, he's a fine play. Uh, what last time he faced Toronto in Toronto, it was his, his no hitter, right? So, <laughs> well, there you go. which means what you got, now? <laughs> you got that narrative there. Get oh, that. he's also he's also Canadian born, so that, that that's part yep. of the narrative too. Yep, get that no hitter bonus and claim those one thousand crowns on DraftKings. <laughs> I still I don't believe I claimed those just yet. I feel like no. I didn't roster on that day, unfortunately. Uh, I, I completely forgot about the narrative. Doesn't he have like a nickname? It's like the Maple. It's like it's a play off the Maple Leaf, right? Isn't that what his nickname is? Well, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a Maple Leaf pun because Toronto. Yeah. Um, as far as you mentioned, you Darvish, he was not like a fun guy to roster, not a fun guy to watch. And, but the price is down in the ballpark, the conditions, if you look at the at weather edge today, from Roth and more so than most parks, you know, Chicago is dictated, dictated based upon weather, uh, 125 game sample size, negative 39.4% as far as a suppression, in, as far as yielding runs, uh, home runs. 16.1% as far as actual runs and minus 18% as far as ERA. Colorado on the road, of course, is uh, suppressed outside of Coors. Uh, and the price is pretty cheap, too, on Darvish. Uh, like, look, he's probably going to be my SB, too. It's probably going to be Salem Darvish. And that's probably, like, quote-unquote obvious. And maybe you can fade him because it doesn't really matter what the conditions are like if Darvish can't throw strikes. He's been better than that of late for what it's worth, but still, it's just – uh, he's just a hard watch. And he's also another guy that's not particularly efficient. But the price is too good, right? You Darvish is our SP2 in cash games, I think. Yeah, I mean, he's the guy that makes sense uh, on paper. Uh, again, if you don't feel comfortable, I, I wouldn't blame anybody uh, who doesn't feel comfortable rostering you in cash and, and trying to pivot off of him. Uh, the problem is you do have to pay more for Jimmy Nelson if you want to do that. Like, it's not, it's not, a, it's not an exact swap. Uh, you does come at a, a decent price discount. Like you said, it's elite context in terms of run prevention, in terms of conditions at Wrigley tonight. Um, 
you know, I, I think he is going to be the chalky option. And that's what we have projected with our ownership projections. We, we have, I think you Darvish was our highest projected pitcher on DraftKings the last time I ran the, the ownership projections. Uh, so uh, he's going to be the high owned option, which makes him honestly a really good tournament fit at the very least. Like the book says, like similar like Robbie Ray, like Robbie Ray is going to be alone. You're supposed to play Robbie Ray. Robbie Ray is going to be heavily owned. You're supposed to fade Robbie Ray. And that's, kind of sort of the same analysis for you darvish right like that's what we're supposed to do in, in theory yeah yeah exactly um a guy that has his type of blow up potential um i mean this guy could go up he could not find the strike zone we've we've seen it before and barely get through the first or not even get through the first inning like that's within his range of outcomes <laughs> and the probability of that is much higher than what most pitchers probability of that is it's, it's still not extremely high by any stretch but it's uh it's in the range of outcomes for sure he had he drew a pitcher's umpire for what it's worth, not extreme, but a pitcher's umpire, which doesn't hurt. I'm I'm firing up the uh, the K props, uh, pulled up the lineup HQ and sales a full one strikeout ahead of the field at eight and a half. Uh, interesting to see Paxton at seven and a half. So the K prop does not it doesn't seem to be terribly afraid of, of a potential quick hook for him. Uh, and then on the other side title, we talk about Darvish. The same conditions exist for one Aramon Marquez outside of course. He's just an awesome, awesome pitcher. Cubs lineup not not necessarily one I want to pick on per se, but uh, I, if nothing else, he's got to be in your tournament conversation. Yes. Yeah, I wrote the the tournament article today on Rotor Grinders, and I have him as my favorite uh, low owned option. We have him uh, projected under five percent on DraftKings. Um, that should translate pretty well to ownership on, on Fantasy Draft as well. Um, so he's going to be extremely low owned. He might not come in quite that low owned, but even if he's sub ten percent, uh, I think that you know he, he's got the same conditions, same context that. Um, Darvish has uh, and is the better pitcher at this stage in his career. So, yeah, I, I think he's a he's a very, very strong tournament option. Chat uh, coming through, by the way, the big maple, that's what it was. I was close. Uh, Moose, Boers, <laughs> close. The judges probably would not have given it to me, but a big, big maple, that's James Paxson's name. And then they're asking if I own a Floby. You know what a Floby is? Are you aware of that? The, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what a Floby is. Mr. Tuttle might have used the Floby. That's kind of when it existed. It's when they, they hooked up that contraption to your vacuum and you give yourself a haircut with the vacuum. Are you aware of you have no idea what this is. I have no idea. It, so, it sounds pretty handy, though. <laughs> it, it, yeah, and then Wayne's World did a spoof on it. They called it the suck cut, but uh, it certainly does suck. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, I need one of those. I definitely need a haircut. I went last night, and then I walked in, and they said, yeah, sorry, we're not taking it anymore. So I made the effort. Maybe I'll get a haircut what? tomorrow or so. Do, do, do I want to know where you go? Is this? Do you go to, like, uh, sports clips or something? Are you a sports clips guy? So are you? Are you a, I, I like the uh, the poll. I want to see the poll. It makes it official. Yeah. Okay, a bar, like an actual barber. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, preferably not just a picture of the poll. I want one that spins. That That's important to me. Okay. Uh, but I was in a pinch, and then I was desperate. And on the way home, like which is like a, literally like a minute or so or whatever it is, an, uh, a mile, there was like a Supercuts next to like a CVS. And I was like – Yeah, that, that's sketch. That's in a pinch. That's in a pinch. And, again, it's, I'm not asking for anything too elaborate. I just wanted to get a – like give me like a two fade or something, not too high. Uh, one of the sides. That, that's not very. How do you box that up? I, I got a wicked colic, and so that's part of the reason why I just cut my own hair. I just. You got to get a Floby, man. You can say, well, or you have your own. You have your own clippers, I guess. Yeah, I got my own clippers that I do. So, so I because anytime I would go to, I didn't, I didn't have an established barber. Anytime I would go, they would just mess up my hair, and it wasn't worth it. So, just save my own, cut my own hair, save some money. So all the Google searches here, as far as this area, you know, I haven't been there in Nashville too long, but I, I've yet to find like an official barber. I, I was on the road and I got a cut there. So I don't really have an establishment just, uh, you know, that I'm, I'm locked in on that I feel good at, but it's so a, it, we it, need it's, recommendations then. 
Yeah, well, I, and I got one from Devin, and of course, he gave me the most hipster barbershop. Uh, no, no surprise there. Like, and the, the thing here, they're like thirty-five dollars for like a standard haircut, which is like whatever. I said, but they give you a beer. Are you aware of this concept? You get a beer with your oh, nice. nice. I like. And I got it. my beer as they're calling my name, so I'm sitting here holding this beer, and I get my haircut, and hair's coming to the you know, jumper. <laughs> what am I supposed to? I'm a, you know, your your hands already underneath the, you know, whatever the the coverage. It sounds like a fun idea until like the execution's poor. I don't yeah, know. yeah, I can see it being poor. <laughs> Uh, all right, enough of that. But uh, I'm sure the people <laughs> like that five minute sidebar as far as they're getting. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's there's not a lot of talk about in this slate. Uh, as far as cheap pitchers, we got to have the conversation, right? Just the names that they're probably too cheap. The results have been ugly, especially of late for Musgrove and uh, Gausman, both in a positive hitting and a pitching environment. Obviously, <sighs> you know they're the way to get. You know the Brewers are super expensive. Uh, the Rays are super expensive. Uh, Gaussman and Musgrove is one of the routes to get there. And some people would argue like, well, why would I pay up for pitching anyway? Because everybody's getting smashed. Uh, well, what are we doing with these guys as far as cheapies? You got Gaussman and Musgrove at super cheap. Well, I was hoping uh, Rain would just be able to keep us away from this game. Uh, and I think that's still kind of the case. Roth just re- tweeted out a, a little weather update and he says, <laughs> I expect they have an in-game delay, likely middle or later innings, then finish up after the rain clears. So you do have some uh, potential rain-shortened starts here, uh, even if they're pitching well, uh, which kind of helps make the decision for me um, to just stay away. If I had to pick between the two, I would go Gausman over Musgrove. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm kind of just staying away and using the weather as an excuse because I, I don't want to read too much into this spot. Who's your favorite cheap pitcher then? Are you stepping down below uh, Darvish or you don't see it necessary? I don't think it's ne- – I think Darvish is cheap enough where I don't think it's necessary. Um, the other guys that I would potentially look at, but it's another weather spot, uh, run totals aren't great for this game, and it, it would be a really ugly move for tournaments. Uh, but St. Louis and, and Cincinnati uh, either looking at um, Dakota Hudson – or Anthony Desclafani. Um, and I haven't, I need to look at lineups as they came out. Both of these teams are pretty right-handed. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. It looks like four, uh, four lefties in the, the Reds lineup and four, four for St. Louis as well. Yeah. So, I mean, the thing with these guys, if, if they drew, were able to draw a little bit better matchup, maybe one, you know, two or three uh, lefties, they're both so, uh, strong with their splits uh they're very strong against right-handed batters terrible against lefties where i was hoping they would draw a little bit better uh lineups it's not a very great spot for either of them um but that's where i was potentially going to look in tournaments i don't think you can pull the trigger now with with pretty strong overall lineups and uh weather's a problem there too anything else here that's worth noting as far as pitchers uh i mean i've seen people throw up means uh against texas i suppose there's some upside there there's also plenty of downside but in tournaments i don't think it's the worst idea uh i don't know i don't feel comfortable about it uh i'd probably play musgrove and hope like the 15 points or so but i know that that's not you know been a great spot he's not a big k guy and you know atlanta's not not necessarily a lot to want to pick on maybe eke his way and kind of get there but i don't feel comfortable with any of this stuff but that's what tournaments are for i suppose or means uh, means is like the the prime regression candidate he is a guy that He's been pitching well, but, uh, you know, he's, he's got a low ERA, but all the advanced metrics are not uh, in favor of, of how well he's been pitching. He's got a 2.80 ERA, uh, <laughs> but a 4.55 Sierra. Um, a lot of his batted ball data is not exactly tremendous. He's 
get low soft contact rate, uh, which is not good. Uh, so he, he's allowing a lot of hard contact, uh, low batting average on balls in play, high strand rate, basically everything you look for that's going to eventually die down just because it's all, all those stats are luck based, basically betting average on balls in play, strand rate. Those are, those are, like I said, luck. So if he's allowing a lot of hard contact, he's going to start allowing more runs. Uh, the Rangers are worse against left-handed pitching, uh, which I, I guess would be some of the argument for just trying to pitch him in, in tournaments and, and hope it hits again. Uh, but he's a guy that I think in general, I look and view less favorably than, than the general public. So I'll, I'll be short on him. I think probably the remainder of the season. Yeah, I mean, the argument is, like you said, there, there's a, it's hard for them to get fully right-handed, obviously, there without Gallo, which, I mean, if you're going to roster, it means you probably want Gallo in there in the hopes he does strike him out a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you're right, as far as the batting average of balls in play, it's 248. The homer and the fly ball rate is, you know, 10.3%, which is a little bit lower than the league average. The strand rate is almost 80%. Like you said, 28 uh, ERA as opposed to a Sierra, it's almost two points higher. You're suggesting the regression monster is coming to visit John Means at some point. Yeah, but I've also been on that bandwagon for the last couple of his starts, and it, I mean, he, he's been pitching well. Well, you're uh, pot committed now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I kind of faded him, I guess. I think it was against Detroit. He wasn't very, he didn't do very well against Colorado, obviously, in Colorado or Cleveland. But uh, yeah, I'm, uh, he's a guy that I'm going to be fading. All right, going to go around the horn, give our fair plays at each position in just a second. But uh, give me a couple of your core plays. Who are you building around as far as the slate? Yeah, so I, I do think SP2 for me is going to be Jimmy Nelson. I think I'm going to be paying up for him over you, Darvish. Uh, trust him. It could be some Brewers bias as well. I'm a Brewers fan, uh, hoping for a good comeback here. Uh, but I do think he is just overall the, the safer play of the two, even though context is good for Darvish. Uh, so he's somebody I'm play, um, building around. And then the thing was, this is a hard slate to kind of find a bat to build around because I think mm-hmm. – we talked about it. There's a lot of good spots here. Um, I think Boston is probably the top overall stack and the top overall team to build around if you can fit their expensive bats in. Uh, but the guy that I think is probably underpriced um, and that I find in the most of my lineups across the industry is, is Matt Olson. I think he's he's been struggling lately, but he his price is just something that's going to be tough to pass up. Platoon advantage, good home run park. Uh, he's got a lot of power. So I think he's the guy that I'm finding in the majority of my lineups. But again, it's more so just because of his price tag more than anything. Yeah, you mentioned the park. Of course, they lowered the right field out there, and that, that definitely is a positive for the lefty sticks in, uh, in Anaheim. Uh, let's jump to catcher. Of course, I'm fans, Jeff. You don't have the roster catcher on other sites. They force you to do so. Uh, mentioning your Brewers, I'm a big fan of Grandal today. Uh, generally speaking, you like the punch. You like to get in and out as cheap as possible. But if you have the funds, uh, it's Grandal or Sanchez. I have Yasmani. Uh, I got him ahead. I got ahead of, ahead of Sanchez. I think Milwaukee, like you said, they're – there's a lot of good spots, but I don't think there's any great spots necessarily. Milwaukee's a pretty solid spot against Alcantara, but the tricky part is some of like Yelich is in the what the 6K on DK. It's close to 12K on fan. He's super expensive. Uh, you could make it work if you want to for sure. Uh, Grandal's pretty pricey. Uh, Mustakos is pretty pricey. Even Thames is pretty pricey. It's hard to stack that up. You can make it happen if you want to, again, with some cheap pitchers. Uh, as far as catcher, uh, who are you prioritizing at the top, and who is the guy that's most likely to land in your optimal lineup? Yeah, I'll be with you on Grandal. Um, optimal, like you said, probably going to be a different story on, on sites where you actually have to roster a catcher. I can see this being, I mean, typically, like you said, we want to kind of go cheap at catcher, so I can see it going down as, as crazy as it sounds all the way to Danny Jansen, who is really, really cheap, but it's, it's just a pure punt type of thing. 
uh, otherwise like a, a Mike Zunino, uh, Robinson Torino, that type of thing. Torino's probably, um, if he's in the lineup, I don't think we have a Houston lineup yet. Uh, no. Torino's is probably my favorite play, but he's not all that cheap. Um, so he, he's kind of tough to fit too, but Torino's is probably, um, even though he's not that cheap, probably my, my top point per dollar play at the catcher position. Are people going to chase that Pedro Severino game? Oh, people on FanDuel like are playing Pedro Severino, which is interesting. Really? How much is he over there? Like two five or something? No, he's last time somebody played. He didn't play. I, I saw. I just opened up a game a few, maybe a week ago, and I saw like a three K Pedro Severino being used against. I think that was. To be fair, I think that was in course, but still. Okay. Um, he's two point seven. It looks like today on FanDuel. Okay, and we didn't talk about Miner, by the way, as far as pitchers. He's obviously playable, too, and I didn't mean to neglect him. I don't know if you have a thought as far as Miner. I think he's definitely in play and an interesting tournament guy, but you can't play everybody. You can't talk about everybody. And if we have a question and answer session later on in the show, and maybe we'll get to you know, guys like that to be kind of neglect. But do you have a thought on Miner? I would say he's uh, another regression candidate, honestly. Both, both regression candidates are in that game, but I would still be more willing to play him uh, the means I think at his ownership projection, uh, which is in the single digits, he's certainly playable in tournaments. It's funny we neglected Charlie Morton too, which again, uh, I, I, if I'm going to spend all the way all the way that much, I think I'm going to get the Morton ahead of Minor just because of the K upside against Detroit. Uh, Morton, I think, is you know pretty consistent, pretty solid pitcher. I know he's coming to his own at like 33, 34 years old, uh, but uh, you know I, I like him a good bit against the potential K's there against Detroit. But again, the the optimal build is you know. Why would you not? Why would you pay more than sale? And I guess you can go double barrel. I suppose you can make that work and get sale on Morton. Uh, that's not the worst idea, but uh, the slate is telling us to stop it like Darvish or stop it like Jimmy Nelson. And that's kind of the optimal way to go. And obviously, Morton's somebody to work in your tournaments uh, if you're MMEing out there. Uh, anybody else catcher that's worth talking about or you want to pivot and talk about first base? Of course, you talked about Olsen. Uh, you want to give me the pivots off of Olsen at first? Yeah, let me bring that up. The only other thing I wanted to mention you meant about Charlie Morton is, and this is a reason why I haven't played him that much uh, this season, even though he's been good. We talked about Paxton's pitch count problems. Morton has, uh, with cash, has a has a quick leash, uh, and really all all the race pitchers do, which makes him a little bit more difficult to play in, in cash games, even though he's a, a good option in a good matchup. I think, I don't have it brought up, I think like 80% of his games this season, he's been in like that 80 uh, pitch count range 80 to 90 pitch count range which again when you're paying top dollar and he is the highest price pitcher on the slate it's tough to just you know take in that automatic uh, handicap so uh, he's a guy that again is, is shining because of matchup but he's a tough play if you think he's only going to get 80 to 90 pitches yeah 25.2 percent collectively as far as striking out for his righties it's a Troy team good room at the top of 28 percent and change Dixon at 37.5% cracked the lineup. Hicks at 28.7. Jones at the bottom at 31%. So there's definitely some K candidates. But like you said, uh, if you pull up the last like, 87 pitches last time, uh, and he pitched well. It wasn't like he was pitching poorly. They put they hooked him. Uh, but that was seven innings. So once you put seven innings, you just can't keep going, apparently, no matter how efficient you are. Uh, 106 before that, like 88, 82, 86 before that as well. And he's had a history of injuries, uh, and he is older. And Tampa, I suppose, is thinking the long game, right? So. Uh, they are smart with their analytics, so maybe it's smart of them. Just they don't care about your DFS team. They care. They, they care more about actually winning. Uh, first base. What do you have for me? 
Um, if you're going cheap, it's ugly, but you could do like a Kendris Morales uh, batting cleanup in Toronto against Thornton. I think he could be a pivot off of Matt Olson if you try to try to again go cheap or cheaper. Um, I mentioned the pitchers in St. Louis as potential tournament options if rain holds out, uh, but that I don't like them against left-handed hitters. Uh, Joey Votto is another semi-cheap option. Uh, I think same exact price point on on DraftKings. Um, Votto is a guy that I don't like playing all that much, but again, Hudson struggles mightily against left-handed hitters. Uh, so he could be a, a pivot off of uh, Olsen as well. He just doesn't have nearly as much upside. Yeah, I don't think anybody likes playing Joey Votto these days, right? Like no. he's, you know, he's another guy. He doesn't care about your fantasy team. He cares more about, I guess, his real-life team. But, like, his real-life team stinks anyway, so you might as well, you know. Bang he's, been, he's been a little bit better as of late. He had a little bit of a surge, I think, last week, and he's been a little bit better at at the beginning of the season, he was almost completely unplayable, but he's he's shown a, he's shown a little signs of life at least. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you mentioned the uh, Kendrys Morales. He's another guy that's just he's cheap. Uh, I guess you can have the opportunity cost conversation about him. Of course, if they had more salary, you could spend up on a guy like Boyd uh, Goldie. Goldie's been disappointing this year, but certainly he's in play. You were talking about like Fanduel specific plays. I don't know about DK or Fansdraft so much, but Tyler Austin is like, what, 2-4 or 2-5 on FanDuel. He might actually be in your optimal FanDuel catch lineup. If you're spending up on sale, uh, I think there's a decent chance Tyler Austin, who's batting third versus Jason Vargas, uh, cracks your lineup. Is he somebody you considered on FanDuel? I mean, against Cy Vargas? I don't know. <laughs> you know, we didn't talk about Vargas, but, like, I don't think he's the worst. Like, oh, no. He, <laughs> San Francisco's not good. He's, I mean, he's... And he, yeah, he's not the worst option. That that Giants run total uh, lines have been moving against against the Giants and in favor of, of the Mets all day. Um, so yeah, I mean Vargas or or in tournaments, if you're looking to stack a, a kind of a sneaky team, Mets could be a sneakier stack, stack as well. When was the last time Jason Vargas was like a minus one fifty favorite? Like that's that, that, it. Feels like that that hasn't been a while, has it? Or am I just? I, I think last game he was a pretty heavy favorite because was I was like, what? yeah, it, I forget who they played last game. Dubuque or something? Who were they playing last game where they were the big favorite? No, no, he wasn't a favorite against the Dodgers. Never mind. It wasn't last game. That's for sure. Um, but, yeah, it, it's kind of weird. You should, that, that should almost like be an automatic bet against him. Anytime you can get, get plus money against Jason Vargas, you should probably just, just bet against him. I'm just a. I'm not rostering any hitters in, in Chicago. Is that is that a mistake? I don't. I just. I'm crossing them out. They don't exist. Good pitchers, uh, bad weather. Uh, I know Rizzo can can you know doesn't really you know doesn't matter what the weather is sometimes he gets a hold of it. But I'm just not playing any hitters there. Uh, what do you think of that stance? I think it's fine. Okay. I mean, you you have to question what the upside even is in in tournaments. So. Uh, we'll talk about Matt Carpenter third base. We can kind of sort of save him, I suppose. What do you have for me as far as the keystone position second base? Who jumps out for you? Second base. Let's go to second base here. Uh, what? Yeah, Robbie Cano is back. I mentioned I mentioned Met stack. Um, he's cheap, man. He uh, is. It's, it's not fun. He's another one of those old players like Joey Votto that probably <laughs> uh, the skill has declined quite a bit. But uh, he's a guy you could play um, if you if you really want to save. He's probably in. I don't want to say optimal cash game constructions, but uh, if you're running projection system optimals, then he's probably going to be flashing or jumping out as, as uh, if you're playing like sale and Morton Cano's your second baseman. Oh yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, obviously if you're stepping down to a guy like Darvish, you're stepping down to a guy like a slip and Jimmy, maybe all of a sudden your second baseman, you might have funds for Brandon, Brandon Lau. You might have funds for, uh, I don't know if you have the funds for Moose. Moose is really expensive. Yeah. I don't think you'd be able to squeeze Moose in there. 
You got to like him. He's not in the optimal per se, but he's a great tournament play, if nothing else. Yes. Yep. Uh, who else jumps out for us? I mentioned Brandon Lau. What, what do they get Tampa as a whole against Spencer Turnbull? Yeah, I liked him. I liked him last night, and they kind of disappointed until uh, Dames got that grand slam, uh, which was great. But uh, it's another good spot for him um, on the road. Uh, better park for him. We're going to get all nine innings of hitting. They're they're definitely one of the top stacks of the night. Well, I did one of those last second switches off of uh, Willie Willie Adamas. And I all, know all the regrets. What are you going to do? You know that's. But that's like baseball, right? The two v two, two v twos that just completely cost you or completely make you, and that's what we're signing up for. Like if if you're going to tilt that, then just don't play because that's yeah. what this is. Um, I'm trying to see if anyone else kind of jumps off the board. Kipnis is super super cheap. I don't really like the lefty and lefty matchup there against Martin Perez and his ground balls, but you know he is cheap for what it's worth. How are we acting as far? You know, I thought DK and, and then fans draft might you know a lot of times they they tend to price their players based upon matchups and. It was a matchup against Carrasco, and I'm like, oh, we got Carrasco scratched, and now it's the bullpen game for Cleveland. They were getting some discounts. Nope. They <laughs> knew. They knew what was going to happen. Kepler is ridiculously priced. Rosario is ridiculously priced. Polanco, even Crone. Um, you know, and it's the box of chocolates. It's the old Forest Gump. You know, who knows what we're going to get out of Cleveland as far as their bullpen. Looks like Tyler Clifford is going to draw the start. Not really sure how, how deep he's going to go, but. Yeah, you know who could be – I was trying to figure out the, the Cleveland bullpen a little earlier. I think it's going to be hard to figure out exactly, but uh, I think we could get some lefty pitchers out of there with Josh Smith. Um, they recalled him, I, be, I believe, back on the second. Uh, he could throw an inning or two, uh, possibly three. And if he does, it could be a lefty matchup for Nelson Cruz. Totally. Uh, so I, I kind of liked Nelson Cruz as a, a tournament option. Uh, he's notably uh, cheaper on FanDuel than anywhere else. He's 3,300 on FanDuel. Uh, so I do like him as kind of a one-off in tournaments just because, again, he might get that that lefty matchup. He can hit righties too, by the way. Yeah, just for what it's worth, he can bang off homers on both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, more prolific versus lefties. And he's actually one of the guys that's priced reasonably. Uh, I liked his price as is. I thought it was pretty fair. Uh, I, I think he's the most, one of the, the more popular uh twin today for what it's worth uh let's jump to the third base hot corner what do you have for me third base i mean bregman is, is standing out as the top overall play at the position if you have the money uh we haven't really even mentioned i mentioned Shrinos a little bit but mike leak is a good power matchup for any opposing team <laughs> although he'll be frustrating at times i think he was la- he was last game i forget who leak played uh i think it was the angels um I did get the Otani and Trout home runs against him, but uh, he is, um, he's been Jekyll and Hyde this season, uh, but he's the guy that gives up a lot of power, like I said. So Bregman is the top overall play at the third base position. Uh, you mentioned we talk about Carpenter at this position. He's a good price per dollar position. Again, Descofani is much worse against left-handed bats than right-handed bats. Uh, so he has the platoon, a uh, good spot for him as well. Uh, another guy you could play if you want to try to play the Oakland stack, which I think is it could be one of the sneakier stacks of the night. Uh, you could go with uh, Matt Chapman. And then if you're looking for really, really cheap, uh, Travis Shaw, he's hitting mm-hmm. seventh. Uh, he's better uh, in terms of lineup construction um, on a site like DraftKings or Fantasy Draft more so than, than FanDuel, I believe, just because FanDuel is a little bit softer with their pricing. Uh, so he's not a necessity. I would I wouldn't say he's a necessity anywhere, but he's a better play on on DraftKings and, and fantasy draft. As a Brewer fan, are you upset that Hero got sent down? Oh, 100 percent. Um, What's going I, on there? They just they just trying to want to see what they have in Shaw. There's just not enough spots. Obviously, they're a pretty deep team. 
Yeah, it was just not my understanding. Not enough spots. I didn't look into it too much. I, I tweeted. I, I sent out a mad online tweet more than anything else. I don't think there was. They, they kind of had their hands tied, um, but it, it sucks <laughs> for sure. I I, I wish Keston could have stayed up. Uh, I pulled up the Indians pen. It's pretty well rested for what it's worth. They didn't play on Monday. Uh, you mentioned uh, who was the guy you mentioned? Smith. He pitched on Sunday, seventeen pitches. Otherwise. He hasn't pitched in the last five days. That's out of that one, so he might be their long man. Uh, three That's what I was kind of speculating. I don't. I don't know for sure though. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just taking a look and trying to see who, who sort of jumps out. Clifford threw 19 pitches on looks like Saturday, but like he's probably not going to go beyond two or so. Uh, going to be a mixed bag for sure, and kind of sort of hard to project going forward. Uh, anybody else at third that's worth a head nod, or shall we jump and talk about shortstop? I think we could talk about shortstop. All right, fire away. Uh, what well, we got Lindor, probably top overall projected shortstop on on the slate. Um, we got Adamus is again. He's he's betting six though against righty. He doesn't have the platoon advantage, uh, but he's a cheap option uh, if you just want exposure to that Rays offense at what is a, a relatively weak position. I think you could go that route. Uh, Donovan Solano, if you're looking to pick on Vargas, you don't think Vargas is real. Uh, or his success is sustainable, then he's somebody you could look to if you're if you're trying to save. Um, and then Simeon as well uh, mentioned. I, I do like the A's uh, a little bit here. Uh, so Simeon, if he if he grabs leadoff spots against the righty, is a fine play as well. I feel like we've mostly neglected the Yankees. What do you think of them as kind of a stack or just the, the individual pieces? They're a good stack. Um, I think they're probably not jumping out as much just because they're they're priced fairly high, um, and they don't have the best matchup on the slate. Kendris Morales is obviously the cheapest guy you could get. Uh, and is your cheapest exposure you can get. Uh, but as a whole, uh, yeah, they're, they're a good stack. It's just probably in cash games or more secondary or, or third options. You mentioned Lindor, the chocolate. He broke out last night with the old double dong. We didn't talk about Jose Ramirez. Uh, he's super cheap. Like, at least if he gets on base, he, he has some wheels. Like, he'll, he'll, take, he'll take a walk and swipe a bag. I think he's got, like, maybe 13 or 14 stolen bases or so. That's obviously not what you're angling for necessarily, but he is keeping up and – you know, this is, this is a guy who was, what, top two, top three in MVP last year. Obviously, maybe last year, he, you know, he uh, played a little above his head, but this year it feels like he's playing below. He's somewhere in the middle. Uh, Martin Perez has been, you know, he's taking steps, steps to improve. Uh, but it's all kind of sort of baked into the price. I don't mind some Jose Ramirez. Maybe I'm a, a glutton, but I, I've been chasing that. When, I'm a sucker for a cheap price, and it feels like a, it's a little cheap. Or What's your take as far as Ramirez? He's super cheap, but he's also super dust. Like he's he, lost already. I, I, I've been trying to trying to get the Jose Ramirez game for a very very long time. Um, and is he? He might be broken. It's it's definitely possible. Uh, he could also not be broken and break out tonight. But uh, overall, he's a guy that I'll I'm unlikely to play until I see some signs of life. Yeah. All right. Little ace of base there. Twenty six years old. He could be dust at twenty six. Is that possible? Maybe. Maybe last year was a mirage. Who really knows? But uh, all right, let's jump to the outfield. The outfield's always jam-packed. You know, of course, you have Trout. It's funny, Meadows is in the conversation, too, as far as asking price. But Meadows is just really, really well-positioned uh, against Turnbull on the road. Positive ballpark jump. Pretty good shot there at the five ABs, assuming things go fairly well. But he's going to be well below the ownership of whatever Yelich and Trout happen to be. And who even knows how high they're going to be because they are super expensive. Amongst the elite, money's not a thing. Rank those three. Rank what three? Sorry. You got Meadows. I know it's a weird. I don't know why I'm throwing Meadows in the conversation. I think it's interesting. 
Meadows, Trout, and uh, Yelich, a little revenge on his mind. I'm going to take Yelich. So this is interesting because I think if you're looking at individual projections, Trout's probably going to project the best. But in terms of who you actually want to roster, I would almost side with the more favorable environments with Yelich and then Meadows and then Trout, just because I think their offenses are in much better spots. Um, So yeah, I'll I'll rank rank them Yelich, Meadows, and Trout, knowing fully that, that Trout is the best hitter of the bunch. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Mangan's got that fun mustache. I don't know how uh, it doesn't work for baseballs, though. So, and Trout can bash off anybody, but uh, he is pretty expensive. I like his teammate Otani. He's super cheap. He get, we saw him banging out last night, which is nice to see because some people might say Otani's does. Who knows? Coming off that Tommy John. Uh, where else are you looking as far as outfielders? I think I think I called him dust last night before he. <laughs> so the pattern. So, so play Jose Ramirez. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I did get the Otani home run, though, uh, against Mike Leake last week. So it's it's all in good fun. I also tilted Travis Shaw, and he had a pretty good game last night, too. So um, other options in the outfield. Uh, Chris Davis is cheap coming yeah. off his injury. But, again, he's somebody that you have to worry about. Is he fully healthy? Uh, what's up there? Uh, if he is or you think he's trending towards healthy, if you think that uh, his stint on the IL uh, helps him, then I think he's a strong play. Um, man. Other than that, it's the boss. What are the chances? Of, I, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like you're the Brewers guy. What are the chances Braun sneaks his way into this game and like maybe Gamble gets a pinch it or double swapped out? Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. I, I would say the the likely outcome of this game is it's not going to be all that close. I think is the likeliest outcome. Yeah. And, and in that situation, Braun's not getting in this game unless it's just simply a, a pinch hit at the pitcher spot. You think the Marlins uh, are going to put up 17 more runs and it's going to be a blowout once again? Yeah. And it's not going to, he's not going to come in for defense or anything like that. So it's, it's unlikely that he's going to come in and, and it's going to be some sort of double switch or anything like that. Uh, as far as other guys that kind of pop as far as price, uh, well, well, let's not neglect Boston, right? You know, Betts, Ben and Denny, yeah. Denny Martinez against Junis and Junis, uh, traditionally a fly ball guy has not been yielding as many fly balls for what it's worth, but the prices are also down. They're on the road. The ballpark stinks, but whatever. And it's all kind of sort of baked in and decent shot there. Again, like those five ABs, that fifth AB is precious. I know I talk about it a lot, but it's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's 20% usage boost if you get. I I used to never I I've take come back on this rule a, a little bit. I used to never stack home teams basically because I want I wanted that extra at bat. That's interesting. <laughs> that seems a little. It uh, was excessive. It was excessive yeah. for sure. I mean, this was like back when I first started playing. Yeah, uh, it was excessive for sure. But I mean, it is. I think it is um, underrated at this point, though having the the away team. Let's uh, take a look as far as what's going down uh, in the. Let's see, not not plate IQ. I want to see what's going down as far as ownership. If I can go ahead and find that. I don't know why I can't find it. I'm struggling on my pages. We're going to do the screen share in just a second. There it is. The kids call it the lineup HQ. Pull up the lineup HQ if you don't mind there, Tuttle. Uh, see what sort of pops for you as far as ownership. Let's, let's jump to the – obviously, Jamino and his team are working on this all the way up the lock, and there is some potential weather games out there too, which you have to mend and kind of be aware of. But as of right now – uh let's see what we have as far as lurking anything that jump out to you as far as the projected ownership for pitchers let's go with the two pitcher sites uh pitchers like i said earlier um if it's going to be as concentrated as what we're projecting we have you darvish at 38 percent chris at 35 percent 
Yes, I think they're fine got cash game options, but that's kind of something I don't want to be um, in on in tournaments. Sale, I'm fine with. I, I think I wrote him up as somebody whose uh, ownership I'll match in tournaments tonight, uh, but he's not someone that I'd necessarily want to be long on at, at that type of ownership. Jimmy Nelson, I think, is, is a little bit underrated. I think he'll gain some, gain some steam if we get another ownership push before locks. I could see Nelson gaming, gaining some steam. Um, Gossman jumps out a little bit at 16% ownership projection. Uh, but I do think if, if, if you think that game plays, I do think he would be the cheap alternative to you, Darvish. All right, the chat's loading up questions. If you guys are watching us on YouTube, feel free to fire some questions out there. Our fabulous multitasking producer, the D-Train, copying those questions. Bring in here the Rotor Runners chat. Uh, or just join Rotor Runners chat as is. Cut up the middleman. Give Devin one less thing to do uh, and ask your question here in the Rotor Runners chat. And, of course, if you guys are already in the Rotor Runners chat, feel free to, feel free to ask your question as is. Uh, let's see what we have. The, the plate IQ premium score as far as what's popping, no surprise as far as the pitchers for sale then Paxton, then Morton, then Miner, then Darvish, kind of sort of chalky. We didn't really talk about Peacock. I guess you can play Peacock, but he seems a little overpriced for me. And he's another guy that doesn't necessarily go particularly deep. Um, let's see. As far as the hitters, let's see what's popping as far as the plate IQ premium score as far as the hitters here, Fuddle. And, wow, we talked about Disco's, uh, how he's vulnerable to lefties. Carpenter is the top guy on the slate. How about that? Cheese is good is dancing somewhere about that. <laughs> you know, it's funny you mentioned cheese is good, and we have cheese is good's core plays. Let's see if uh, Matt Carpenter happened to crack his core. Oh, plays. He's, he's a core player. Yeah. There he's, he is. Awesome. Yep. Right. <laughs> his, his core plays today. Cheese is good. Uh, multi millionaire winner here in DFS. Of course, the writers of the musings. He's got Carpenter, Betts, and the aforementioned Travis Shaw because, of course, we live in the world of a salary cap. Uh, notorious who's just thinking uh, six figures every single week in golf these days yeah nice uh, life huh? <laughs> that must be a nice life yeah for sure <laughs> i can't imagine do you, do you dabble in the golf i don't I, I feel like i should start partaking no i mean i'll fire for the for the majors that's typically it <laughs> isn't that I mean, yeah i only when i have tickets i'll play but uh, i don't know what i'm doing in golf I, I basically just like just fire up the rg stuff and take my best shot uh cash game pool for noto he's like he likes carpenter and we didn't mention winker don't mind winker at all he's pretty serviceable i, I imagine fisher's gonna draw the uh, leadoff spot he's in play decent shot at the five babies as well trying to see if anybody kind of jumps out that we didn't mention otani of course he mentioned Semyon is fairly priced sdl cards as far as his tournament pool uh anybody new here that's worth mentioning lindor he likes bogarts yeah with boston people tend to just play the outfielders but, you know for good reason because those are the best hitters but and Bogarts is definitely overpriced. I guess you play him in a stack, I suppose. He's probably a bad a la carte one-off play. Yeah, um, probably play him in a stack. Although shortstop is relatively weak. Um, so I'm, I'm fine going there as, as a one-off as well. Uh, did you mention Vogelbach? I did not. Team Girth. Uh, yeah, with the Husky Vogelbach. Yeah. Is he your boy tonight? Oh, he's just. I'm just looking at played IQ too here. He's got a pretty good uh, played IQ ranking as well. All right, he's one of my favorite hitters. Just the, I mean, he's just fun. You know, he gets his. It's like Bartolo Colon is a hitter. Well, that gets up redundant because Bartolo Colon we know is a great hitter. But he's back, by the way. You know, Bart Colon was signed by um, who signed I think, him? I think that was a hoax. No, are you serious? I was I was duped by Twitter. Yeah, I think it was a hoax. Was, oh no. The the rumor was Detroit, but I th I, th I think it was a hoax. Is he not in playing game shape? Or I, I don't. That's ridiculous. You got to be kidding me. Uh, he actually you ever watch his workouts online he for real like is a is a workout warrior to some degree uh he could be heavyweight boxing champ too i believe uh 
And that's if you've seen the recent champion. Well, let's knock out some questions here from chat. Of course, we're going to we're going to yield about seven minutes or so for crunch time. I believe it's Cardi and JSU and Rafa. Of course, will give an update as far as what's going down weather-wise. We definitely need the information on that. Uh, some questions have compiled here in chat. Uh, you like the San Francisco stack against Vargas? Like, that's just not something I can do. <sighs> in, in theory, yeah, it's 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 a better game theory stack than it is actual stack. I think. Yeah, um, it's just where's the power, Tyler Austin? You mentioned uh, and Longo Longo can dongo every once in a while, but uh, other than that, where are you getting the where are you getting the power? Does you Longoria to... have access to like a Delorean where he gets a hit like in 2012? <laughs> like, yeah, I don't right. know. I mean, it's just I mean, you want to chase home runs is is what you want to chase in stacks more than anything, and there's not a lot a lot of home run upside. I don't is D Train trolling us or is YouTube Trad trolling us? The first two questions we get. San Francisco stack against Vargas, Miami stack tonight. Like, I mean, come on. Like, you could do anything. It's baseball. Like, the old joke. Right. Like, a former play, but I'm sorry. I'm not playing Miami and I'm not playing San Fran. If they happen to go off again, I would, know. I would go, I would do Miami, uh, far, or I mean, San, San Fran far before I would stack Miami. Well, the, the perks for Miami, the argument, if you're going to make the argument, is that they're in a, a better ballpark and they're against. You know, we talked about Stephen Jimmy, and, like, who knows what you're going to get, like, out there. I suppose that could be the argument, but, uh, yeah, I'm not doing either. Your top uh, shortstop cash play on FanDuel. Shortstop cash play on FanDuel. You know, Bregman's a shortstop over there, which is wild. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, is is he somebody you want to prioritize in the slate? Yes. Yeah, I think he's a really strong piece. If you He's tough to get there with Sal, obviously. Um, but if you're going cheaper with like a slip of Jimmy, then he's somebody that you have to play. If you're play, if you're going cheap at, at pitcher and you're not playing Alex Bregman, then you're doing it wrong. Agreed. Uh, Anderson or Cooper? That sounds that's a funny question. Is that like a joker? I think they just did that because Cheese keeps tweeting out Anderson Cooper picture. <laughs> Jeez, is that what's going on? Did I just yeah? Through? I'm I'm pretty sure that's just a joke. I mean, is a who is Anderson? By the way, is it, I mean, is Anderson on Chicago? Brian Anderson. Oh, Brian. Okay, that's what's going on. Okay, that's yeah. I wasn't and, sure. Yeah, Anderson Cooper. <laughs> the answer is Cooper. If you actually want the answer, but like, I <laughs> don't do. know. If I don't know if we're being trolled or not. <laughs> Morton versus Sale. I mean, you know, the I, Sale is the the better play. But if you want to factor in ownership, how much is that the fact that that change thing for you? Uh, if you want to factor in ownership, Sal is still the better play. Yeah. Um, and then followed up by, is Goodrum a must play right now who's facing Morton? I wouldn't call Goodrum a must play, would you? <laughs> no. I would call him many things. That would not be one of them. I'd call him a can play. I'd call him <laughs> a can play. Not a must play. Uh, all right. So they want to stack the Marlins. Uh, if you're stacking them up, you like Castro, Rojas, and Cooper? Like, yeah. <laughs> What's going on here? Is, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good on that. Is what the, is it? April first? <laughs> what is happening? I mean, Cooper. Cooper by far has the the best yeah. power upside of that bunch. If that's a legitimate question, it's Cooper hands down. But uh... <laughs> we appreciate the watch, uh, YouTube. I don't know if you're trolling us or not, but there's there's your for real answer. Maybe Detroit's just having some fun there. Who knows? Uh, you got Colin. This is another goofy question. Colin Moran or Devers? What is what is going on? That's a ridiculous question. So Dever, Devers is actually a good play. He's not. I wouldn't <laughs> say he's like a, a cash game play or anything like that. But at least at least he has the matchup. But how is that a question? Is my question. 
Like, are they different salaries? Yeah, they, they have to be pretty different salaries, right? I didn't even... Yeah, these are guys that... Stinks. It, All right. But again, not the locker questions. We appreciate the questions and the interaction. <laughs> uh, make, sure, make sure you ask us questions. They suck. <laughs> they say there's no such thing as a, as a stupid question. But you they, they all ask stupid questions. <laughs> Does anyone else like uh, Armand Marquez tonight? You like him, right? Yes, a lot. I, I, I have him as my favorite tournament option. So this is a good tournament question. Depending, well, let's say you're hypothetically, hypothetically playing 20 laps tonight. How many uh, pitchers are in your pool? Man, 20 lineups? Yeah. On a multi-pitcher site? Yeah. Ooh. Um, Sale? Yeah, Sale. Marquez. Darvish. Sale, Marquez, Darvish, Jimmy. Slipping Jimmy. Um, throw in a low-price guy of your choosing. I'll take one of those pitchers that Atlanta Pittsburgh game. Yeah, like there you go. yeah. I, I would say five. Is Chris Bryant a top twenty-five bat? That's a not. <laughs> I would say not in this slate. That, that was a, that was one of the better <laughs> Twitter conversations I saw <laughs> over the weekend. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> cheap, cheap starting pitcher option with decent upside for tournaments. Uh, your pitcher in in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, Gosman probably over. Roth just tweeted three minutes ago. I think the out- likely outcome in Pittsburgh is a delay. Could be a late start or in-game delay and play. Certainly not risk-free, but I like that we can already see the back edge of the storms with clearing upstream. Good. Uh, and, of course, I'll be on crunch time in 15 minutes to give you guys up and a minute updates as far as what's going down there. couple more questions before you step aside and sneak in and get out of here. Uh, do you always draft multiple players from the same team all the time? Basically, the question is, do you always feel the ability to stack? No, but if there's, uh, let's say you have a coin flip between two players at a different position and you already have somebody from the same team in your lineup, I would side with that person. Uh, Malik Smith, is he leading off today? I assume he is, right? Any interest in Malik's? I mean, it's not a great on-paper matchup. Peacock, I got to bring up his stolen base numbers. That's what I want to see as well, too. But Malik's basically can go against anybody for what it's worth. But yeah. I guess success rate. Uh, and again, the lineup's not out just yet, as far as I can tell. But I presume he's going to be leading off. No, it, it's it's out. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's okay. leading off. Um, some of this is going to depend on who's catching. Uh, Peacock has been neutral the last handful of years overall for career. He's negative in stolen bases, but uh, so it's a it's a neutral matchup stolen base wise. He's a tournament option. We talked about liking Bregman. How about his teammates? How do you feel about Houston as a whole? Uh, Chirinos at catcher if he's in the lineup. Um, Reddick is fine. I mean, their 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 lineups just just watered down. Um, Bregman's by far the top play. I would list Chirinos a second and then fill in from there if you're stacking. All right, uh, your favorite utility spot play of the night. But just you know, let's just say we don't know who they have. Give me your favorite utility play, or maybe like a position you're like uh, that. That, that just means that, that just means I can play anybody, right? Well, yeah, I guess the question is, like, what, <laughs> what position do you Ooh. like Like two or three guys at, I suppose, that you think is pretty deep? And, you know, maybe you, where do you prioritize as far as utility on FanDuel? I suppose that's the question or fantasy draft. FanDuel, um, I could see the catcher first base being the util uh, because you, you could potentially be looking at like a Kendris Morales and Matt Olson lineup if you're trying to pitch Chris Sale. All right, we got to step aside. We got to get out of here. It's all those good times. Uh, you have a last thought, a final thought you want to leave the people with as far as the slate? Um, 
don't stack the Marlins. Who's winning in basketball tonight? Uh, Golden State. Right, even good. even without Clay. Even without Clay. Yeah, that's a, is there an asterisk if uh, Toronto wins this championship? I suppose that's an interesting conversation. It's like everybody keeps falling for Golden State, but uh, we're out of time. Uh, stay tuned for crunch time. You got Cardi, you got JSU, you got Roth giving you some weather updates. He's Tuttle. I'm Dean. Thanks for watching. We're out of here. Hop. Peace.